Opie is here, and his show starts now. Ah, what a great song. You know what made me happy about that song as I was listening to it? Lewis was bopping in the other room. I, I call it bopping what I, I saw you doing, Lewis. You like David Bowie? Good music is good music, man. It doesn't matter where it's coming from. And, and you actually uh, like that song? It's a fantastic song. I've never heard it before, but it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I've never really heard it before. <laughs> but it's a fantastic song, man. Vic, how old are we? Oh, Just tell me. Just God tell me how damn, old we too are. Too old, apparently. Jesus Are you Christ. kidding me? You've never heard that song before? Not that I can remember. I was going to go through uh, Bowie's funkiness. I was going to uh, go through his funkiness that there's some sort of black people like Bowie. He yeah. was going to actually enlighten us about something and instead. Nothing. Disappointing us horribly. I I, I understand you it's know. an old song, but I, I just, uh, wow, the kids today. How old are you? I'm 31. I think you should know Rebel you should Rebel know by Bowie at 31 fame, years old. Fame? Golden years? Golden Girls? No, oh. Golden Girls. Do let's, you know any David Bowie dance. songs? Let's dance. No. China Girl. Not by name. Suffragette City. Changes. Gene Genie. Changes. Changes. <laughs> young Americans. Changes. Oh, I know that one, yes. Young okay. Americans. You know Young Americans? The extent of my white knowledge as far as that kind of artist would be like the Forrest Gump soundtrack. I know. So you, 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 you didn't listen to any rock and roll growing up? It was younger rock and roll. It was basically alternative at that time. Like what? Uh, the first album I ever owned was Tragic Kingdom, no doubt. That was like as rock as really I went for that time period. All right. By no doubt, the Gwen Stefani. Yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm but just a girl. That's the debut, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but that's uh, that's not rock. It's kind of scot up something. I would call scot it like, up funkiness. I'd call it like pop rock, maybe. With a little funky. It's got a little funk it's to it. It's a good album. It's got a little funk to it. It's a good album. I, I, I remember listening to a few of those songs. All right. <laughs> I'm so mad now. I, just remember I was being, excited. I, I remember being on the college circuit, and a dude used to close his act by singing Don't Speak as Elmer Fudd. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so it just ruined Don't Speak for me every time I heard it on the radio. I, you and I. I just heard him doing that. Yeah, was it funny? No. Oh. Well, Robin Williams did it first. or if, if He probably stole it from somebody. But yeah. uh, Robin Williams did it on a special. He did him singing Fire. He okay. did the point of the Bruce Springsteen. Pointer Sisters, and that was a big Robin Williams thing. Right. So then every guy on the college circuit that were doing any kind of voices and all adapted some sort of Elmer uh, Fudd well, sing something. Speaking of Elmer Fudd, I'll, I'll hit you with one. Kill the wabbit. <laughs> you one know of my that? Favorites. Okay. Yes. That's Wagner. Right. That was that was a, a groundbreaking thing because that's actually, he was doing the opera. That's Wagner. Huh? That's Flight of the Valkyrie, I think. No, I mean, do you do you know the uh, the radio guy that did Kill the Wild? Oh no, no, there's a, oh, somebody yeah, there's an old uh, there's an old radio bit bit called Kill the Rabbit, not Robin Williams. Anyway, Rebel Rebel, David Bowie. If you find that poll, let me know. Uh, and then Vic Henley's here, and he told me that uh, he walked out. For his first letterman to Rebel Rebel by David Bowie. Paul Schaefer would always reach out to the comics. You would get it through uh, Eddie Brill, who was handling the comedians at the time. And he would find it. He was like, you know, the band knows every song in the world. And if you got something, it's hard to stump them. They'll play you on anything yeah. you want. And I, I'm like, ooh, and off the top of my head, I just went, ooh, Rebel Rebel by Bowie. And uh, and they, he never got back to me. So I didn't know until you walked out that they were going to play it. And sure enough, it's bam, they go right into it. And I was like, all right. Did that make you happy? It thrilled me to know it. You can see me grinning and kind yeah, of bopping a little. Right on. I almost skipped 
parked to my spot, you yeah. know, where I was supposed to stand. Uh, and then because you said that just before the show started, I'm trying. We we were lucky enough to do Letterman once, and I'm trying to remember what song we came out to. And I know it was clever, but I can't remember it. He would tie it in whether you ask him oh, or not. Oh, they always figured out yes. some kind of thing. And it was amazing if you would, uh, every from an actor to a role to a band anything. If it was a goddamn physicist that was going to come out and talk about science, he played Thomas Dolby blinded me with science. Yeah, yeah sure. In the background or something crazy. It was always really good. Sounds like an old blues funky thing. You know, like a horn bluesy. That sounds like Tower of Power or something. God damn, I somebody, used to be good looking. Somebody put their Shazam on that. Somebody put Shazam. We can find out what that is. I'm sure a listener will tell me. Yes, you should ask. But I remember... You someone, look fine. You look healthy. God damn. No, that's called young, not healthy. You fuck. You don't look like the worn down piece of shoe leather that you turned into. I used to be good looking. Well, let's not get carried wow, away. Wait. Let's not get carried away. Well, I don't want you to find me good looking there, Big Kelly, so I'm pretty happy that you... Uh, Ant looks the same. Ant looks... He's he's grayer now, I guess. Ah, uh, yeah. I think we're going to talk to Anthony in a, in a few minutes here. I reached out to him today. Uh, so, so how are about, you, Vic Henley? I'm okay. I'm I'm way better now since, since I get to look at this. What the Letterman? <laughs> yeah, this is absolutely fabulous. Uh, Why were there a lot of balls on the stage? You had to kick oh, your way through. I, was, was he doing one of his stupid was, human uh, trick things before? It was one of his dumb bits, and then I started throwing the ten of tennis balls around and uh i don't know it was kind of silly i'm trying to remember what the tennis ball thing was i don't know anymore it was was it a thing or he used to do this is a thing or not a thing was, was it was it related to you guys no 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 it was no. just literally from the bit before yeah. and they didn't have time to clean it up before it was time to bring out opie and anthony ladies and gentlemen from so, wnew is that so it's nerve-wracking enough to do letterman for the first time and now you're you're walking on a stage with hundreds of tennis balls so you could fall on your ass that's always fun so i just started kicking my way yeah. through the Right. The tennis ball. I enjoyed following Carrot Top back on the college circuit. All the same thing. You couldn't get to the goddamn microphone. You're like, really, Scott? Just fucking <laughs> carve me out a path as you leave the stage. Just carve me out a path. That's all I'm asking. Move the fucking stuffed animals to the right and left. He didn't take his shit with him. <laughs> no, because on the college circuit, you just you just bang went right, right from one to the next. You know, and so. But he didn't sweep up or anything. So, well, like a, that was all I asked was just carve me a path. Did you start playing with his? Pops oh, always, a bit? always, right? right. And it would, but it would be stupid, and I would realize five we, minutes in. I would assume you would just rub your dick on his stuff. No, well, I'd slobber on it or try, yeah, well, I mean, try to do something. Yeah, of course, you're a comic. Of course <laughs> yeah, you did that. Try to do something to ruin you it. Know, just give it away. I would give a lot of it away. If, if it was something I knew that he had made, yeah. I would go, okay, I, now I'm gonna have to, he's going to have to go to Walmart and buy more shit. Oh, you would it. give it to the audience. So I would hand it to someone in the crowd. I'm like, here's a souvenir from the show. He wants you to have it. He's like, quit giving my shit away. Would you wipe your ass with it first? No, no, no. no, 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 no. no. I'll yeah. just hand it out. I'm disappointed. Of course it was. Thank you, Ed in Baltimore. What was it? Uh, let him say it. Uh, Ed, go ahead. Hey, Opie. Hey, Vic. Hey. Um, yeah, that song, I think uh, the Letterman song was Shock the Monkey. It, it was like, Shock the, the Monkey. Just the horn part, because you were shock jocks. Yes. So he played see Peter how clever, Gabriel. See how clever they were? He's good, man. Yes, it was absolutely Shock the Monkey. Now that you say that, I, I do remember. I, I like that horn part of Shock the Monkey. I, I had to have that uh, just uh, shaken out of my brain. Thank you, Ed. Anything else you want right, to get thanks. off your chest? You good? No, my chest is fine. Thanks. <laughs> I'm in a good mood today. Uh, well, actually, first I want to talk about Bernard Hopkins, and then I'll tell Vic Henley why I'm in a good mood. Bernard Hopkins, wow, I'm still icing at every part of my body after that appearance. It was, uh, super. but I knew. I told you. 
Didn't I told you individually? No, I don't. You just I didn't tell you before, and that he was a character. You didn't say that once oh. he gets going. No, you just said it. Okay. He, you said he's been on uh, over a period of ten years. He's done the show a lot, yes. and he's he's a pistol. Yeah, all you, all I got from you. I, rem- I told uh, I warned Kirk uh, Fox yesterday. Okay, I thought I warned you. As no, well. no, no, no. I told Kirk, I go look. This is what's going to happen with Bernard Hopkins. He's going to come in here, and he's awesome. But I'm going to say hi, and then me and you could go get coffee. <laughs> Was I wrong? No, you were not wrong at all. And what frustrates me about Bernard Hopkins, I actually find him very interesting. Sure. And we've had him on a bunch of times over the last 10 years, uh, me and Aunt, me, Aunt and Jim, all sorts of combinations, and it always works out the same way. You can't control the guy. And could you imagine if you just controlled him just slightly? And directed uh, him slightly. How yeah. great that interview would well, have been. There were two or three times where I did think of either something. He he led me down a path, and in my brain, I'm like, "Ooh, there's going to be an opening here, and maybe I could ask him this." Yeah, and it might have been silly or boxing related or both. Yeah, and by then, it was eight minutes later, that was not going to happen. No, you know, and so. So, I mean, it was his room. It's It was his world, actually. We were just kind of living in it. I interrupt too much anyway, so I'm not going to fuck with him. Uh, you do radio, uh, <laughs> you interrupt. And I was glad I was behind him. Right. I literally was because I just sat there and watched and listened the whole thing. But it, yeah. he did tease me several times because he seemed to be, I was like, oh, fuck, I just wish he would go. Uh, he's going to turn left and tell us something really cool. Yeah. And then, no, he fucking turned right. I know. And went back into hyperbole sometimes. I wanted to ask but, him uh, about what, he, what he's going to do in retirement. Is he really okay with this? Yeah. I want to ask him about the penitentiary where he was there for four or five years. Then he was on parole for nine. Uh, during that period, uh, was he tempted to go back to his old life? Because it, was, it wasn't easy. He well, he got in trouble back in the day for uh, some guy. It was a white dude that was coming up, and he said, "Oh, I'll beat this guy because if I don't beat this guy, I can't go back to the hood. I can't." Whitey, right, yeah. he did a whole Whitey McWhitey thing, yeah, yeah. and then that dude beat him. Oh wow! And so, I, and, and I wanted to ask him about that. That you know, the, the one time. He he kind of went, oh, I can, I can handle Whitey in any situation. Yeah. Well, that particular Whitey handled his ass. Was it early in his career? I don't think so. I think it was in the... Well, well he lost his first fight ever. I knew that. And then when he went on, then he went on a pretty nice run after that. So, Well, ah. the 20 title defenses, as we talked about pretty yesterday, amazing. I, think it's a, I think it's only been equaled. I don't think anyone's done more. Uh, winning a fight for 23 years in a row. Yeah. He's a Hall of Famer right now. Yeah. And I, I don't think you're allowed to go in when you're still fighting. That would be something to I be was reading because Evander Holyfield just uh, was inducted or yeah. nominated, whatever. I guess nominated officially. And who are, who are the other fighters? I saw Holyfield on that list. And I was thinking, just put Bernard Hopkins in there. Now. I mean, <laughs> if you make it to 50, even if you're going to still fight, ah, give it to the guy. Right? Why while, make him wait five years? No, while they can still speak at the uh, induction uh, ceremony, yes, God damn it. You yes. know, let's get him out there. Of course. But. It was what it was, and we made funny videos out of it. So <laughs> that was actually very. Paul did a hell of a job. That was a good remix of us trying to get a word in. Yeah, I, I, I told Paul we need a, a video or a montage video of us just trying to get a word in. So it's a it's a very jumpy video because it's us literally trying to talk to Bernard Hopkins and being shut down over and over and over again, he, including Jerry Cooney going, listen, 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 he, listen. He saw Jerry Cooney, and I think that was just it. He zeroed in on Jerry Cooney, and basically, in his mind, that might have been the only person in the room talking, yeah. much less the only person in the room. So when he when he was going at somebody, yeah. it was Cooney. He yeah. was just, but he was just, wait, wait, Jerry. Yeah, oh, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. so, I mean, we got this video out of it. Uh, we'll tweet it out during the show, but it's called Trying to Get a Word In with Bernard Hopkins. It's on the YouTube channel, OP Radio. So 
And then we have another video of uh, Bernard Hopkins making fun of how Jerry Cooney was dressed. Because Jerry Cooney loves coming in here with those those salmon-colored pants. I, and I said yesterday, I believe it's Nantucket Red. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give him the... I'm going to go super wild. What is Nantucket Red? That I've, color, I, basically. I've heard the term Nantucket Red for a long time, but it's it's pink. It's a faded pink, yeah. It's a, not a bright Pepto-Bismol pink, but more of a faded. So why know. don't they just call it Nantucket Pink? I don't know, because they're there in Nantucket. They get to call it whatever they want. They're yeah. Eight hundred million dollars there. I'll give them salmon. I'm not giving. I'm not giving them red coral. I'll give them a little coral. They call it definitely salmon though. That's salmon. Nantucket red. (laughs) That's what drives me nuts about going to Nantucket though. The The locals really walk around like that. Oh, sure. I don't know why. I know. It's a dumb color. My brother, it's horrible. my brother gave me a pair of pants as a joke two years ago, and I almost wore them last year because they, they're they're that color and they've got a crazy pattern on them with all kinds of yeah. And I didn't have what no, anchors or something. No, no, no. They're like a, it's like a, a almost like a, a Hawaiian shirt print. So it's yeah. almost like plants. Yeah. It's like a weird not. It's not nautical. It's plants or something okay. on the Nantucket red pants. So when, when are you going to wear it? I probably I didn't have the balls two years in a row. So maybe this year. Yeah, when you do the when the, I do the festival. Oh, right. I'll there, I've been you threatening. Can get away with oh, it. Oh, I know. I'm never going to wear it in town. Oh, I, that, it's easy to wear it up there. I'm thinking. Right. Yeah, but to wear it down to the cellar, that takes balls. <laughs> that, that's a two-hour beating if you walk into the cellar I, with those pants. I wore shit in my twenties, you know, for a good five years. That, yeah, that were equally. Oh, and I took a beating. I took. A, I didn't care. I thought it was yeah. cool. I'd see something on the mannequin at yeah. Bloomingdale's and not realize that when I put it on, I look like David Byrne in that Talking Heads video where he's wearing the suit that's sure. twelve sizes too big for him because right. I thought it was cool. Yeah, they're 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 guest pants. They're supposed to be big <laughs> right. and baggy. The jacket came with it. Look at this. <laughs> Made my head look like Falcone's head. You know, it's just a big old, you know, old a Zika head. <laughs> so uh, I, yeah, I took my share of beatings. I was not afraid to wear a shitty outfit. For well, well, in the old days when this table had Bob Kelly and Voss and Patrice and Jimmy and Anthony, if you walked in here with a shirt that wasn't the right shirt, it was brutal. We're still it, it was to this good, day. Uh, it got to a point where you started really seriously thinking about what you were going to wear into this radio show because you didn't want the focus on you. Just like two or three years ago, as recently at the cellar, I was sitting there one night and Keith Robinson, he just happened to be facing the door. And Jermaine Fowler, one of the new young black kids, he came in there all super hip topped out. Just every hip hop, every, like a caricature of a hip hop <laughs> fan. Really? Just over the super top. <laughs> Wu Tang wouldn't have let him in, you know. And uh, he, I didn't know what Keith was talking about. I just all of a sudden heard Keith. I saw him stand up from his chair going, no, no, no. And he, he was only two steps inside the fucking front door. He was nowhere near the table right. yet. And he wouldn't even let him enter the restaurant. And he started, and then the whole table went, what are you fucking? He goes, look. And we all turned around and looked. And we're like, oh, you can handle this. And we just sat back down, and he just went off on him. for. And the dude tried to take one step forward. And every step forward, Keith would step towards him going, no, get your ass out of here. And he barked him back out to the sidewalk. He, he really? would not let him in. He would not let wow. him in there. He made him stay outside until it was time to do his spot. Wow. Because part of him yelling at him was, I'm the goddamn MC. I'll come get you and tell you when it's time. Wow. Just stay your ass. No way you're coming in here dressed that like outfit. that as part of my show. And they just beat the show. shit out of him? And they just hammered the fuck out of him. Uh, I, I went, oh, God. I, I was screaming. It was really funny. That's too bad people didn't tape that shit back And it's been going on for 30 years. Oh, they I haven't know. changed. It's, oh, it's eighth grade. Oh, you, you know, know. It's, it's, you know, it's little girls in a sandbox yeah. being mean to each other. Well, that's what happened.
happens, you know. It's fucking funny. We can sort of handle it. I, it doesn't bother me. In this you know. new world, I guess you're not allowed to do that anymore. But now it's coming back with Trump, Mr. Trump, person of the year, <laughs> according to Time Magazine. Right. So is Pac-Man. And Pac-Man's <laughs> going to be coming back, yes. Uh, yeah, Keith is just an animal, though. He's, they were always, uh, they, I wore the big pants so much that, like, for a good two or three years after I quit wearing them, they were still going, you know, Vic Henley has some of the biggest oh, pants yeah, in yeah, comedy. Yeah. That's just one bad outfit. Yeah, because if you, one. If you come in with a perfect outfit, meaning there's nothing to make fun of, they'll, they'll go back in their memory bank. Well, they'll start with your hair. Yeah, yeah. They'll go to the hair. Bad yeah. hair, bad outfit. Oh, from head know. to fucking toe. Head to toe. Uh, what was I going to tell you? So, Bernard Hopkins, and oh yeah, went home, and I'm in a good mood because I couldn't watch Oak Island. You were busy. I'm going to try to make this the the last day I talk about Oak Island. I'm going to (laughs) try. I didn't didn't DVR it. So this morning, when I I get up really early because my my stupid uh, body clock's still uh, tuned to getting up to do morning radio. So I I can't sleep past 5.30, but it gives me time to watch documentaries and shows before the kids get up. And uh, I'm like, all right, I'll watch Oak Island. So I go to the History Channel website, and it's not available available online yet. Versus trying to tell you something. And I'm like, okay, this is good. This right. is a good sign. I don't have to sit through that horse shit anymore. And then I told you uh, I couldn't go to bed last night, and yeah. uh, I actually went back and watched whatever was on last night. You did night. watch Oak Island. I did. It was on it like, from like 2.30 to 3.30. I watched it. I was up till 3.30 because I was going to go to bed. I'm like, no, I'm not that tired. Oh, look, I'll, here it is. Did they find anything? No, of course not. Again? The only, I was super, the only thing that made me angry, I was immediately angry within five minutes because now uh, they've lured, I, it was the first time I I haven't seen it in a while. Remember yeah. I told you I walked away yeah, yeah. with a big gap. Oh, I can fill you in. That's they okay. have found nothing. nothing. But there the you dudes, go. You're caught up. Now they've got it. Now they've got his son drinking the Kool Aid. That's all I felt bad I about. Know. All I felt bad about is seeing this kid, and here he goes down a wild goose chase up a hog's ass to nothing <laughs> as usual. And then I'm like, God damn it! Now you're now I'm mad at him just on a parental level. You know, now you've got your. This is a child abuse. <laughs> right, right, something's right. wrong. Don't to fucking indoctrinate your kid into not finding. Fuck! Right. And then sitting there, they're in the basement of some building where they thought the old magic stone of Schoon was. Oh, and, uh, Christ. They're, uh, and he's going, well, we didn't find anything, but I think we learned a lot. Is it the ball-headed kid? It's, uh, no, no, no. Which kid is it? It's the, one of the Lagina brothers. It's one of the, the guy with the, mirror, the main guy. I yeah, think with his his the gray uh, goatee. Yeah, yeah, I think it's his son. All right. Uh, I thought it was his nephew. It, it, it might be the other oh, brother. Oh, no, yeah, he does have it's a one son of them involved son. that comes and goes. You're right. I think it is. But I was like, God damn it, you've tricked him that, now. Send him the College. Yeah, that's cool. Give him quit wasting this fucking money. Give him something to do. That's cool because those than, those uh, brothers are going to be uh, bankrupt. They're just like the other two, though. He the kid they, he goes around looking for things, finds nothing, and then stands there and they have a five minute talk about. Well, this was absolutely we didn't find a goddamn thing, but that's awesome, isn't that? Oh yeah, that uh, was very that was no, super no, awesome that we didn't find a goddamn no, thing. It's not awesome. It's no. And the, the just 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 stop and start selling me Amway. I, <laughs> you know, just I, tell me this is some sort of fucking pyramid. I'm not strong enough to move on from this show. <laughs> I'm not. I was and the mad. fourth season has just begun. I and mad. I know they haven't found anything because it's not a big, huge news headline today. Right. Because if you they know. find the Ark of the Covenant, it's not like they're going to go, hey, man. Let's sit on it. Before you make this a worldwide story, right. could it be our season finale? Right. We got could, you guys, coming. could you guys wait a few weeks before mm-hmm. you put the story out there? So as soon as they do find something, it'll be in Google Alert. The, well, that's why I'm. That's why I'm just every day. I, I start my day with what's going on with the Nazi gold train because <laughs> I think it's going to be way better and more cool. Is that coming? 
It's coming. They're going to find something. I'm telling you. Are they actually down there looking for the... Uh... I haven't checked an update in, uh, in, a, in a couple of weeks, yeah. but uh, I'm pulling for the Polish people to find the Nazi gold drink. It but, is there. But I did watch, and you know I watched because I texted you. Yes, I started laughing. I, uh, you were laughing? I was so happy. I was watching Little People Big World. <laughs> These guys tell me I, I need to watch more TV shows. Here you go. I'm watching shows again. And uh, and Amy had a pool party. Yes, she did. Bless t- her heart. I was so happy. <laughs> I texted Vic. I like, loved it. Like you have, uh, like you don't have better things to do. I go, hey Vic, where is it? I got to read. Well, this. we were trying. We, you were actually trying to. We were trying to get Chuck Nice to come do the show. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it was actually. Do you have Chuck's number? And I'm like, no. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you just throw out, Amy's having a pool. Yeah, yeah, I go, Amy Roloff is having a pool party and mingling. <laughs> Vic writes, I wrote back. Look, this might just be funny for me, and that's okay. My name's on the wall for now. Uh, Vic writes, shut up on Amy with men. <laughs> and that's what me and my wife are joking about. Because yes. she has this friend, Debbie, who's, who's trying to set up Amy. And I, I want to call Debbie and, and go, hey, Debbie, just do it. Get a few fucking ladies over to that pool party, and you're going to be wonderfully surprised. Yeah, what could happen? That Amy actually has a libido. It was uh, <laughs> outstanding. I know. And then I told you. Then I checked the uh, the synopsis, and they they named the uh, episode like "Embrace the Booty." Yeah, embrace the booty. It's something like that. And I'm like, our conversation is better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I said, yeah, man. I thought her friend Debbie was going to sneak a few gals in there for her. Amy's going to go on a motorcycle ride with Chris. Yes. And she painted with Bob at Vine Go. I was very, I know. And then that guy, that was just the cutest, silliest, weird. He's totally flaming gay. And then, but he's yes. kind of flirting with her. Or yeah. He's doing something. And yeah. they've each got the paintbrushes. And I, if it's staged, it's wonderful. I don't care. Just, yeah. Oh, you just, I'm going to, I want to paint you. Oh, I want to paint you. Right. <laughs> and they just started, and they're like flicking the paintbrushes at oh, each other. Oh, Bob wanted to paint a dick on Amy. <laughs> he wanted to do his right. Yes, he did. He wanted to paint. He wanted to put a, a large. big old dick on Amy. <laughs> So, I'm going to have you stand on the step stool behind me with your painted dick, and we can have some wine. Oh, my God. But and, and Matt's recovering from his neck surgery. It's, it's good to see that he's doing okay, and he he uh, installed a whole bunch of cameras so he could take care of the farm and watch the pumpkins uh, because the state took away his water for a little while, so that was a little uh, problem they had to uh, take care of. Every bit of it, though, they 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 had family game night at the house. Yeah. And, uh, the fact that they all live on the same property still is just ultimate white trash fabulousness. Well, Proving that, that hillbillies know no boundaries. It's not an income level thing. Everybody is capable of going, well, I'm just going to uh, you live down here and we'll put a double wide trailer over here and you go over here and you do yeah. this. And they called the double wide trailer he lives in the DW. It, oh, took, me a, it took me a few you minutes. It, out? <laughs> it took me a few minutes. They're like, she's like, well, I've never felt comfortable in the DW. And I'm like, is this some sort of little person code for something? Well, no, what it's just what I like wide. about the show, it's me and, me and my wife break it down. They talk about Amy and her moving on and dating. Yep. They don't mention anything Nothing. about Matt. Uh-uh. And they still haven't really mentioned why they're getting a divorce except for the fact that they just kind of fell, fell been out that. of love. Right, the old emptiness. Oh, me and my on. wife like to think that something weird's going on. Matt's got like some Asian broad with <laughs> huge fake ass tits. 
<laughs> and that's what's really going on at the DW. He was caught in the DW. And that's why Amy doesn't want to go there. Because she knows what has been marching in and out of that fucking DW. Oh, I mean, over that's the years. awesome. That's great. I love. Oh, yeah. See, I knew oh, I liked it. Because the show wife. itself is boring as no, fuck. No, of course not. But it's, you got to make it fun. And they're, well, they're very straight. They're, and, and then, you know, Christians are really good about the, the, the darker side of what's going on when, yeah. you're, when you're Christian out front. Yeah. So that'd be, that'd be but wonderful. Matt is, Matt is into some wonderful things. I hope if they're so. not bringing it up on I this, so. quote, Christian type show. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you're right. Where's the daughter? What happened to the daughter? Oh, she got a job, man. In another state. And I moved forgot away what state, but she's nowhere near she uh, left Portland whole... anymore. Okay. She got a job, so she's out for a bit. I think we got it. They and then the other us... son, uh, oh, I forgot his name. Jeremy, Zach, and, uh, oh, oh, uh, Jacob. Okay, right. Uh, Jacob is a pothead in L.A. And, oh, he, nice. and he trashes his family. Really? Yeah, he says the whole show's bullshit, and it's written, and he never got paid properly, and he's basically, f- like, fuck TLC, fuck my family. Wow. I might be exaggerating a little bit, but that's okay. pr- pretty close. We can make shit up here. So, you know, so now they got uh, Jeremy and Zach's wives involved with the show. They should send us some salsa just for as much as we're talking about. I, I, I can't know. believe we can't get rolling. A little pumpkin salsa? Yeah, I think, you know, let's try. I've got, an, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I've got a business idea I want to float to him. I gotta get yeah. Matt on the phone. Oh, he he loves a good. I've got a, I've got a pumpkin seed idea. Yeah. But uh, you know, uh, before we wrap up, good news: the farm got a lot of rain, and the pumpkins have been seeded. I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> you did. I did. I was really happy. Well, the minute the minute it's like a scene out of a Civil War film where they're, they're holding the limp tobacco leaf, and they're like, "I don't know how we're gonna save right. the crop this year, Miss It." Right. And so the minute I saw that, I'm like, "Okay, they're gonna fucking save the crop. Everything will yeah. be fine." This is gonna it's be driving gonna... Eric nuts because Eric. Nagel, E-Rock, uh, has been trying right. to turn me on to other TV shows for the longest time, and then I just pick complete and utter garbage. Why is this garbage? This is this is the best thing. This started the whole wave of little people shows. Yes. This is the cornerstone foundation yes. arc of the covenant of little there would not be a little people show trend. Yeah. Had they not had the learning circus well, the TL- <laughs> not jumped on board. Yeah, TLC uh, figured out that we love watching Little people. Or big tall people. Or, or any, big tall weird, people. Or people with like 38 kids. Yeah, that, that's a big thing. I've said it for years. The TLC is getting away with murder because this is the sideshow shit. They were, trying, also, they were Honey Boo Boo, too, I think. Yeah, it's all sideshow stuff, but you, you know. can't have an actual sideshow. That's my favorite. That's a great one. you got to package it better, and then it's okay to put all these, uh, quote, freaks. <laughs> they used to be freaks. Used to. I'll say used to right. because they were very different than the norm. So you couldn't just throw people, you know, uh, little people on TV. You had to package it in a family atmosphere or, or single gals or right. whatever the hell. And then it's okay to put it on TV. They know we're just watching these shows to go, holy fuck. (laughs) She doesn't look bad in a tiny bikini. And the tiny people had a tiny baby. How is the tiny baby even going to survive? I know. How did that come out of there? What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Little Women uh, was so successful that they're going to bring it to New York. The Little Divas. The Little Women. I tapped out a little. uh, I never watched it. That's just the latest version of Whores. Okay. You know, they, the, the real Whores of Horville was such a big franchise, they right. decided to find a little people whore version. Yeah. And then I guess that was so good that they're going to take the little whores oh, around America as well. Look at her. She's pregnant. Yeah. A little person pregnant. There that's, you go. That's nuts. Well, you know. That's crazy. How do you think they have their children? 
Uh, I don't Did know. you think a magical beast brought him to him? I thought they came down with a stork or a bean or something. Some glitter. Something, yeah. A unicorn brought brought the baby to the house. Every little woman that's given childbirth is going, fuck you right now. Oh, I know what they go through. Good oh, Lord. I've, I've seen it twice. Uh, oh, did you really? Have you ever seen a baby? No. Horn? I mean, on, on film, never on, uh, you know, yeah. in a health class or something. Did you watched both the birth. You watched, uh, did. you were in there both times. I bow to every woman. Certainly. That's I what every man has ever said that I'm every woman yeah, out hands there. Hands down, yeah. Because that vagina can do some ridiculous things, first of all. Second of all, uh, you're in there going, I-, I would never be able to handle this. There's no fucking way. I have, what, what they are capable of doing with their vaginas is pretty amazing. I have kidney stones forever. And uh, when they first. Forever. Well, it, it comes and goes. It's hereditary. And so once you have them, you're kind of stuck with them. You can control it in certain factions, but I still have it. It'll come and go. But anyway, the first time I had it, they was like, uh, this is the same pain that a woman. They, they actually had the balls, uh, some male doctor, to equate this. This is the severe pain that a woman goes through in childbirth. And I was like, fuck you from the beginning because the little rock. I, it fits through my pee hole. It's right. small. My pee hole is big enough to pee out this little right. rock. It's not a birthday party. Yeah. It's painful as shit. Yeah. But the lady is pushing out a goddamn bowling ball through yeah. something that's not big enough for a bowling ball to come out of. And yeah. somehow or another, holy Jesus, it works. So how dare you tell me that? I know the kidney stone, not a fun thing. But the little rock was tinier than you know, the, the hole. You know when you tell women that? Because a lot of times they do the, do the kidney stone scenario. Women will get very insulted. Now they take should. Your, now take your kidney stone scenario. Yeah. And turn that into a cue ball. That won't fit out, right? A cue ball. And now watch your pee hole do something that you didn't think the pee hole could ever do. Or would want it to do again. Where it expands into this. Oh, I get in trouble when I talk about this. Why? It expands into. We're praising the. Uh, uh, I don't know. A flower monster. Something. Yeah. Venus flytrap. <laughs> oh I see where you're going. God. Feed me, Seymour. So imagine your pee hole is capable of doing that and the cue ball comes out. Then you fully would understand what women can go through with the child. I'd never want to see that goddamn cue ball again. I know that. I wouldn't want it much less uh, swaddle it and take it home. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be holding and petting the cue ball and going, come live with me forever. Oh, E-Rock. So why he's like, Laughing about something. Uh, yeah, it does look like that. Erock's laughing his ass off. What do you laugh at? Uh, the fact that I called it a flower monster. Yeah, but that's the demigorgon from Stranger Things. <laughs> well, nice. you know what? I mean, if I could, I see. Okay, if I could take a marker to that and touch it up a little bit, I think we're, <laughs> I think we're getting somewhere. Something like that. Give it a pinkish hue. And then what's fucked up? These women will scream bloody murder in the delivery room, and within a minute, they're uh, beyond happy, crying, holding a baby, well, sure. and thinking nothing of what just happened. Well, they're, I guess they're it- crazy. These women. Well, it stops. Once it gets out, I guess the pain's over. Oh, really? So, well, I would think. Let me punch you in the head a hundred times and tell me if the pain stops after the hundredth punch. Probably not. Okay, but maybe it does not, for them. There's no way it stops. Well, get a, get a woman. Human. I'm sure we're, there's a mom on the phone that can tell us it must go away to an immense degree. If it's at a 10 plus on the pain meter, once you yeah. have the kid, it's got to drop down to a two. I think I our, would hope. I think our ancestors fully understood that women were far superior well, everybody knows to that. men. That's an easy and then, but we figured some shit out and got big muscles and then decided to keep them the fuck down before they took over the world. <laughs> before it turns into Amazonia. <laughs> yeah. We figured it out just in time, I think. Right. <laughs> just Ooh, there in it is time. again. That's, uh, that's awful. Uh, my brother just texted. Let me see. I think he's, uh, oh, okay. My brother, I didn't know he was watching Oak Island. Maybe he's watching Oak Island because of me. I hope not. 
Yeah, don't watch Oak Island. <laughs> don't see Pervert Park and never, ever, ever push play on Dear Zachary. Yes. Oof. And fuck Morgan Spurlock <laughs> for tricking you. <laughs> are you are you open to hunting Hitler? I'm trying to decide if I should jump on the hunting Hitler train. Uh, you know what? Same, it's the same story because you would have th- they were, if something if if he got out, we'd know by now. There certainly could be nothing to this hunting Hitler, and yet. I think the problem is you watch one episode and it's over, Johnny. You're stuck again. The History Channel knows how to string you along. See, I'm better at quitting than you are, I think. Well, I got a little OCD in me there, Vic. Right. I'm sure I've got all kinds of I things. I think you've figured that out by now. There's a whole team of doctors. Uh, my brother, the whole effing episode, I think he's talking about Oak Island, yes, was about looking for the stone in an old building, that's yep. what Vic said, which did not have the stone and the old broad revisiting the site to cry over loved ones who fell in. Dummies! <laughs> He's right. Well said. My brother, my brother has my anger. We should or I have his a, anger, or we both have my he, mom's anger. He, that's great. Oh, he gets annoyed, too. So what? It's an old house, so then I don't get this. No, no, no. They, uh, they're, Where was the stone supposed to be? Back in the 1800s, in one of the first excavations, they found a stone 90 feet down, and it had these inscriptions on it, and they called it the 90-foot stone. And then they lugged it into town, and it was on display for a long, oh, long right, time. Oh, right, 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 right. And then they took it into Halifax, Nova Scotia, the, uh, the capital, I think, and uh, and put it on display there where people could come look at it as like a, to lure people out for tourism. Sure. And then when that building changed hands or whatever, the thing disappeared, and now nobody has seen it you know, and since the 60s. Or and they what. thought they found it. Since the 20s. Nobody, there wasn't even a picture of it. It was in the store, supposedly, from like, you know, 1890 to 1920 yeah. for like 30 years. And yet, even though they there were newspapers and photography at that time. There's no picture. Not one person snapped a photograph of the stone in the window. So this is one big fucking prank that happened it's, It is a yeah. couple hundred years ago. It's a goof. Because they teased this episode like they found the stone. And that was the stone that was down at the 90-foot level yeah, in the money got, pit? They haven't found it. In the it. damn money no. pit? Right. That's, and they the said the kid, traps? The, the boys, the guy's, the guy's poor son, he goes in the basement of the original building. Yeah. And then they go, oh, maybe it's not that building. Let's go over here. Some, some, there's a Halifax men's club. Yeah. And a member there told his son in 1982 that it was in the floor. Yeah. So they, they go hauling ass up there. Oh, they walk God. around the basements of all these places. And that's where the kid stands there and goes, wow, this was really great that we didn't find a goddamn thing. <laughs> he was so positive. <laughs> there's nothing... Edit it. At least cheat me on the edit. Mm-hmm. Show me where he's excited other than not, he finds Jack Fuck and right. with a wide-eyed enthusiasm. This is right. so, we're learning so much that we don't know shit. This, 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 this show, know. this show cheats you on the edit. What are you talking oh, it about? Yeah. Also, really. they, they give a look like, oh. <gasps> <laughs> and then I'm, I'm trying to think what it actually is. Like, you Nothing. think they found the Ark no. of the Covenant and no. it's, it's a guy farted in his scuba gear or something. They found a, uh, a boarded up archway because there were uh, underground tunnels in the city yeah. of Halifax. Yeah. And so they, they shine a light on that and they're like, well, you know, now we know why it disappeared. We didn't know there were underground tunnels. And so they act like this is, they actually act like they learned something about yeah. why it's not there. Right. Oh, we didn't know there were underground tunnels. So obviously somebody took it and went through the underground tunnels and that's why we can't find it. Oh, oh okay. So that, that'll be another five years <laughs> where they explore the underground tunnels. It's, I was, you know. I had nothing to do at 2.30.
I, I'm, I'm gonna watch. No, I'm I can't. Through. I can't give I, up that, on this that shit. Just, that confirmed that I should. I was only watching because I, I was so adamant that I wouldn't watch again. So I, I was hoping you'd come in today, having not watched it, just where I could go. Okay, I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't watch. <laughs> I tried, like I said. Yeah, we've changed places. And then I, I decided to go with Little People, Big World. I'm going hunting Hitler. Over. I'm telling you, I'm going hunting Hitler. I'm going to call my friend who actually was a Nazi hunter, and I'm going to find out beforehand. Yeah. How stupid this is, because I know the answer to this. Uh, all right. Uh, when I saw. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's go to Murray. Yes, Murray. I got you, buddy. Murray in Florida. Got me hey, and Vic buddy, what's today. What's going on? Hey, uh, we're, we're doing good. Uh, I think Anthony's checking in in a little while if you want to stick around. What do you got, buddy? I'll definitely do that. When, uh, so it's kind of a truth bomb, but nobody I really knows every now and then I'll tell the story. But when my wife was giving birth to my son, I was holding one leg, her mom was holding the other, and when his head first started crowning, it was about the size of a tennis ball, just the very tip of a like the very first top of the tennis ball. And I was thinking to myself, I always thought their heads were bigger than this. Yeah. And little did I know the rest of the so-called bowling ball you guys were talking about. Yeah. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The rest of the turkey. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The shoulders. Huh? I mean, yeah, good yeah. God. It's amazing. Oh, so when you want to play your little fantasy, how does it <laughs> Hey, this feel, does this hurt? Thanks, man. You know I could pass an anchor through this thing. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Telling you, man, they rule the world. They rule the fucking world. Yeah, my mom's still mad at me for being breached. Oh, you know, you she, she really? got to do the drugs with the first two, and she couldn't do drugs on me because they had to wait for me to turn around. And she still teases me about it to this day. Wow. That, yeah, that I was a pain in the ass to give birth to, but I was easy to raise. <laughs> that's her That's her little caviar. You, you came out hard, but that, that was the hardest day of my <laughs> right. life with you. Yeah. Been nothing but an angel ever since. <laughs> right? Well, right. Uh, the breach babies, man. Didn't they just say... F- Bye. I don't know. I think in the old days, if you had a breech baby, uh, you, you weren't going to be born. And I think they said fuck it to the mom too. No, they're just worried that the umbilical cord get tangled around no, your neck. Nowadays, and yes, think, but look up breech babies in the past. There was a whole thing. They they thought uh, you guys were wizards or something coming out. <laughs> and they had, I'm telling you, look it up, look it up, or someone call in if they know. Uh, look at normal baby breech baby Frank Bre- Frank breech. That was the lead singer go, for the Pixies. Go old school breech babies, or from the olden days, or I don't know, turn of the century breech something, or uh, the legend of breech babies. We'll That's an old Mark Twain story. You know what I read about Google today? They're the first ones that are are going off the grid with their electricity. They're going green. They're, they're going to go wind farms and solar. That's what I meant, right? Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. I, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah I should have said yes. That's to that. wonderful. But I, I, is that, that? I think that's kind of amazing. If you can pull it off, I, any company. Google's should. its own city. No, yeah, I understand that. Right. But they're the first company that said we are good. We don't need any electricity We're, with our wind farms and solar. We we can power everything. They Great. they brought in grief counselors to help everybody when Hillary Clinton <laughs> didn't win the election. No. <laughs> yes, they did. No, they yes, didn't. They did. My friend's son works for the New York branch, and I don't know about out in California, but in the New York office, because he texted his mom immediately, and he was neither Trump nor Hillary. He just thought it was funny. He loves Google, and it's a great company. But he sent his mom, and he goes, you're not going to believe it. They've got a, a massage therapist with the chairs yeah. and, then, and, and and grief counseling to help everybody try to relax and calm down. I'd go for a free massage. That's what well, I would course. just lie. I'm so distraught. Absolutely. I'm eat up. I need some, I need some weed to help me with my distraughtness. Do they bring in the dogs? 
I don't know. The ther- just have the therapy dogs? Some puppies. Well, you're laughing. This is what happens. They, they did it with the colleges. <laughs> they brought in the therapy dogs. Yes. <laughs> I think it's an insult to our, um, you know, f- for people that actually really need that stuff. Certainly. There's a guy that was hired at Lowe's. Why do I know this shit? I wouldn't know this shit if I wasn't sitting here right now. The big box store? Lowe's hired a guy and his service dog. Because he basically said, I need a, I need my service dog on the okay, job. Okay, all right. And they did the right thing. Well, that's they, cool. And they hired both of them. That's fine. Anyway, uh, you're wincing over there, Eric, I see. Yeah. What? <laughs> he's reading something else. No, he's got, uh, he's he's getting some dental work done. Yeah. We talked about it on the air a little bit. Yeah. You're getting your, uh, your chipped tooth fixed? Teeth. Yeah. Teeth. This is the, this is the oh. second stage. This is, uh, today was all the chemical treatment for an hour and a half and it's just been a lovely day since what is it they're just trying to make the color of the teeth all the same color yeah it's uh it's bleaching the teeth plus uh adding stuff in it to strengthen the enamel right so it gets absorbed into your teeth and it's just hitting every nerve randomly all day so all my front teeth on the top and the bottom are just you know firing like you're being electrocuted. Yeah, pretty much. So you're, you not, ever, you're not up for Del Frisco's later then? Um, I, Probably not. I don't know if I can do steak, but they have other <laughs> things. They'll figure like, something right. out. I like how he rallied there. It only took him eight oh, seconds. Oh, they got that lemon cake. Oh, Iraq will rally. No, he went from every stinging, painful, oh, I don't know about well, steak. I love that. It's only steak. That Some cream well. of broccoli. They got wonderful. a good French onion down there. They have an, and a lovely lemon cake, I think. I don't dessert. know if you want a hot soup on those teeth right now. No, I got to stay sort of room. Do you get the gas when you get the rest of the treatment, or just the local? Um, I will. I will for the uh, for the next for the last stage of it. The first stage was uh, four shots in the top of the gums, and then one under the uh, under the teeth and the roof of the mouth. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's when all the drilling and all the fun stuff was happening. This was all the chemical treatment for uh, it was three stages and a, ha- a half an hour treatment each, and then in a couple of weeks will be the final crowns and matching everything else up man you ever get your teeth whitened no it's not fun no i, I did wanna. it years ago and it, it, you get these Very painful you get these pings of pain because yeah. uh, what is it it's it's bleach or whatever right it, well some kind of chemical the, and, the ones, and your teeth are so porous that it goes in there and just hits right onto the nerve the ones who do it the right way it's this chemical that absorbs into your teeth and your teeth grow from inside out so it goes in there, and then as your teeth are growing, it, it fuses in. Ow! Fuses in <laughs> your teeth. <laughs> God damn. And, um, yeah, and so it stays and, and builds in with uh, the new calcium and everything with your teeth. Yeah. But it just it hurts for, for the next couple of days. It's going to be. But what's weird sore. is the pain is, is unbearable for real. It's like, yeah. When but just t- when you can't take it anymore, it goes away. It's like these split seconds of just horrendous pain that goes shooting through your whole mouth. Yeah, it's like when you put a paper clip in where a filling used to be. Ah! <laughs> Say that. <laughs> That's what you did in school. I remember like, oh, my filling came out. Oh God! What about chewing on tin foil? No, that that didn't bother you. Well, in school I didn't oh. have tin foil, but you did have paper clips or thumbtacks. You know, oh. if the if the nerve is dead, a la Marathon Man, then that, it doesn't hurt at all. Tin foil on cavities. Try it right now. It's not fun. 
not fun. No. Uh, being right. from Alabama, I'm not allowed to participate in a lot of <laughs> dental conversations. I don't have a lot to add. <laughs> oh my God. You want help with your kidney stones? So, I, no, cause I know I'm, I'm, well, sure. I, I'm, See what this I'm guy gonna says, know, I'm gonna know everything this person right. tells me. Eric, are you good? Anything else to add? I didn't want to, uh. No, that, I mean, that's it for now. Okay. I know you're just miserable today with your teeth. Yeah. Let's say hi to Derek on Long Island. Derek. Jay, what's hey. going on? What's uh, up? It's been a long time since I've called. Um, I, this is going to be the greatest phone call Vic Henley has ever had <laughs> because I, I've suffered from kidney stones all my life. You know what it's like. It's like the worst thing in the world. All right. I don't know what you're doing now for them, but here's what you're going to do. As we get older, we don't really manufacture magnesium anymore. So you might know about this, but if you take uh, 250 milligrams of magnesium every day, that should help you, and when you, and Vic, you know this, when you start getting those stones, you get maybe a couple minutes warning where you kind of feel like it's coming on, and then you're in tremendous pain. There's a product, you can get it at most of the vitamin stores, but it's called Stone Free. If you Ooh, take some Jimmy of those. Hendrix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I guess Third Rock from the Sun was uh, taken. So, uh, so with- <laughs> I like it. How about the Rolling yeah. Stones between a rock and a hard place? Aerosmith rocks. Right. Exactly. Yes. Look for Stone Free. You should definitely you pop like three of those. Within minutes, the pain is gone, and it's amazing. Okay. I don't. I had- you know? I what knew about do, the man? I knew about the magnesium thing, and he's right. It it, it, do, it does work tremendously, and I've been doing that for at least eight or nine years. I had not heard of the stone free. Right. What? So yeah, uh, you gotta you gotta find it. it. It's it's amazing. I felt like I was getting one in July, and I'm like, oh shit, I can't go through this shit again. Right. You know what it's like. Yeah, oh, it's I know hot, what. Once the pain starts with me, I know it's too late, and I it's, you just got to ride it out. I've got to pass that one. They don't go away. How you, long does it take? It just depends on how big it is and where it is and how much it's got to move. When was the last one? When was know, the last time you had one? About ten years ago. Oh, so you so, do? Yeah. But they they pop up every. I'm on like a seventeen year cycle. It's like the goddamn cicadas. They just they <laughs> pop up on me every now and then. And but I'm across my fingers. I've been pretty good for a long time, yeah. and I I do attribute to the manganese. Like you're like you said. you're like a California earthquake. You're due. <laughs> you're due. <laughs> For another one. San Andreas. Kidney. I should have went San Andreas. That would have been a much better. Uh, thank you, Derek. Yeah, I appreciate thank it, man. You. Thank you. All right, we're heading toward our first break, so I don't mean to cut you short, but uh, now E-Rock, show him. This is your mouth? Yeah, that was the first stage. Wait, Jesus. Are, are you getting all your teeth done? Uh, they have to, yeah. They have to do oh, everything. my God. Wait, you're, you're getting brand new teeth? No, no, I, I'm getting new teeth in the front, the the top two. Yeah, but they have to match everything else out. So, what are we looking at right now? You're looking at my mouth that's covered in uh, this red gel that is supposed to uh, add enamel and uh, whiten your teeth. It's a new technology. It's called gummy worm braces. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's exactly. Raspberry, exactly what it looks like. <laughs> or a mouthful of blood. <laughs> I was trying to spin it positive. I'm giving you the honest answer. So you're getting Jesus all Jesus your... Christ. Wait, you're getting all your teeth on, or just the top two? Um, the top two are being uh, replaced with crowns, but they have to uh, they have to treat all my teeth around it. Okay, yeah. but yeah, those everything. are your original teeth. They're just treating them. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they they had to make fake gums, which is what the blue stuff is, right? To protect your gums from the bleach, and yeah, it's a whole to do. 
Uh-huh. Who's your dentist, Mengala? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can see that picture, by the way. We'll tweet it out for the people. It's on your Instagram, right? No, but you can put it up on the I thought account. I just saw it on... Uh... That's Facebook. Oh, it was on your Facebook? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll send a link out on our Twitter account. Opie Show is our Twitter account. Vic Henley's on Twitter at Vic Henley, and my personal one is Opie Radio. Uh, let me see if there's Vic Henley. Uh, okay, yeah. Someone. Oh, all right. Let's say hi to Mike in Nebraska. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, uh, I just gotta say I love Vic Henley. He had a brilliant callback, and you guys missed it. He said his mom said he had a difficult birth, but he was easy to raise. That was her little caviar. <laughs> oh, you fuck! <laughs> I did. Yes. I totally get it now. <laughs> Thank fuck. you, did sir. Did you really say that? I did. Good for you. <laughs> it was brilliant. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. I don't even want to explain it. Go Big Red, baby. <laughs> Go Big Red. Love uh, you guys. Uh, the faithful listeners understand that one, so I don't even. Want, I'm not even going to explain it. Somebody brought it you, up yesterday. Yeah, you said that. Uh, ah, fuck it. That was an homage. Bernard Hopkins <laughs> wanting to sound smart messed up a little bit. He said caviar instead of caveat. I don't know if it may, maybe he just got excited and mispronounced. I don't know if he was necessarily wanting to sound smart as I backpedal out of this before he comes in there and clocks fucking both of us. I, I, <laughs> he was a little wound up and misspoke. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. I think he's somewhere right now boring the hell out of someone. Or terrifying him. <laughs> Being a little wordy. Ah, what yeah. am I doing? I like the guy. I just wish he would give us a chance to talk, actually talk to him. He was so, he could, God Almighty, he's a legend. There were, there were things I really wanted to ask him that yeah. I'm sure would have been amazing insightful about yeah. yeah you know you know the last two times especially in here it's been a little if de la hoya had been with him you think that tamps it down does that, is no. that like rainy man it's the same thing no i don't Doesn't matter oscar would have been standing here like everybody else just wide-eyed and flat-footed like when they fought i don't even think trump could you know calm him down <laughs> i think he controls every single fucking room he's in <laughs> we should get him on Celebrity Buzz too late. There'll be no more Trump on Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah. Uh, all right. One more call, then we, we are going to take a break. Mike in Utah, go ahead. Hey, guys. Big fan of the show. Thank you, Mike. Hey, so going back to uh, to the wonders of birth and what these women go through, I thought that I had seen it all. I thought it was time to watch my child being born, and he has an abnormally large head, like a big head. So not only is this my girl going through labor then she has to have an episiotomy you guys ever hear what an yeah. episiotomy is we were oh, uh, we were fortunate yeah. enough where we didn't have to deal with that but I've it's basically a, a, a snip snip a, a snip from the vagina all the way to the asshole and i witnessed it and it ruined my life <laughs> <laughs> all right guys punching out Look, I, I'm I mean, sure that's not the first dude that said that, by the way. Oh, man, we you had know. a we had a deal. My wife's like, don't fucking, don't go in there. She goes, don't leave my shoulder. Oh, I mean, oh, she I didn't want you down there. That's a good piece of advice. She was smart enough. I mean, I took my peaks still, but I wasn't right. You know, no, right, I like right that's a, there. That's goddamn good She's advice. Like, look, I love yes. that you're in here. Eye and contact and you're helping me out. But don't fucking leave your position. I got it. I like it. And then her mom. It was me and her mom, which Ooh, is see? weird. And yeah. her mom was holding the leg and Ooh. her mom was down there. Uh. And her mom's giving me looks like, holy <laughs> fuck, you got to see this. I'm <laughs> like, really? Her mom didn't have that view when she was born. So <laughs> right. it is a, it's a whole other <laughs> right. perspective. So that's when I was leaning as far as I could God, from my vantage damn. point. Yeah. 
Oh, women, you know. I bow to you every fucking time. I know I know you're superior to us. No, this is why my, my I just know it. My older brother was meaner than shit because he's waiting outside. My middle brother is in there when my niece is being born and he sees everything and he's running the roller coaster of emotions from terrified to crying, he's happy and he's just and he comes out after seeing it all and my older brother's waiting for him and he got like how was it? And he's like, It was the greatest, most terrifying thing, but he's like tearing yeah. up. And my older brother gives him no empathy at all. I was like, Buck it up, pussy. He's like, I just created life. You're this woman. I cannot believe she's the women are the greatest creatures. Shut up, dick. Where are the cigars? Where's the cigars? He just fucking totally wouldn't let him have his moment, which was just like shell shocked, basically. Yeah. But he didn't have anything to do with it. Well, uh, Eric, why do we have to break if we're if the flow's going? What's going on? Well, you got a surprise for us today. Well, uh, in 10 minutes, you'll have a phone call from somebody. Oh, Anthony, I already, I already told the people that I'm Eddie talking. Eddie going to stop by. Oh, Eddie's going to stop by? That's good. Yeah. I got I got a message from somebody. Okay. I got to just read it. Okay. Because I, I truly... Is it pajamagram? Because they're asking you to do the read. Whatever. I, I, could, I, could truly, I, I truly can't help myself at times, Vic. Great flow going. Keep it up. No Jerry Cooney today. <laughs> Can I ask who that's from? I know. It doesn't matter. It's just I love someone that's in your phone. Sure, the person that someone sent it to me is, is a wonderful cook. Is someone, oh, He's a wonderful cook. He could easily be doing what I do. Oh, nice. Okay. Easily. Is he perhaps uh, from a, a nation that recently lost a dictator? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, it's, it, it, it's he's a him. wonderful cook related to me. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. It's my brother, Brett. I was going to say. From F.H. Riley's in the heart of Huntington Village, 400 New say, York Avenue. Plug the restaurant, baby. Yeah. So, I, no, what, I, I was I, I was at the gym today. One more thing, Eric. I'm sorry, because it, it wraps up everything. Bernard Hopkins, what made me laugh at the at the gym today was the fact that we told Jerry Cooney to come all the way in here for that. Oh. For that. Oof. And he was happy and was prepared. Oh, he was happy to be here. But he was prepared. He, re- he, he too, were tr- was trying to elbow in he, some legitimate questions. He came a long way, and he was well prepared. Yes, he was. Bless and his heart. It was a complete, a complete waste of time that Stream, he was in the studio. Rolled, yeah. Steam <laughs> in the studio right. yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me very happy. Well, it's not the first time Jerry Cooney's been steamrolled. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. And we'll be back. I think with Anthony, he's he's checking in today. Or I asked him, and yeah. Whatever, we're going to talk today. And then Eddie Trunk, stay there. Opie Radio is back. Back with Vic Henley. That was a fun hour, Vic. Well, as long as we can help people. Now know. we now we got to do it again. What the fuck? What the fuck, man? I think we're going to need some help. We got help. If only we knew someone who could help us with some heavy lifting. Uh, I got... Uh, Oh, I'm calling in the right hander there he from goes. the bullpen. No shit, really. <laughs> I'm calling in the right hander. <laughs> I'm calling perfect. in the closer. I think he's he's ambidextrous. Uh, 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 okay. Hi, Anthony. How are you? I'm very well, sir. How are you today? I'm good. <laughs> it's, uh, part of part of our uh, court appointed phone call session. <laughs> How many hours are left, Ant? <laughs> oh my God! Right uh, now, uh, absolutely uh, a pleasure well, speaking with Opie. It's well, very nice that over the past uh, a couple of months, 
uh, this has kind of broken the ice and stuff, and I, I enjoy it thoroughly. Well, what I'm thinking is, you know, as soon as I feel secure about the new show, then I don't need to do these calls anymore. <laughs> That's it. Because these assholes out there, you know what he's doing it, don't you? Don't you? <laughs> But what's in it for Anthony? (laughs) You know they still hate each other, but they need each other. Oh, my God. It's been such a whirlwind year. I've actually um, spoken with Joe DeRosa. Yes. uh, And uh, the other day, two two nights ago, I had a great uh, text back and forth for about 45 minutes with the great Bill Burr. Wow. Outstanding. I know. That is outstanding. Mr. Burr is going to be a father, too. Did you talk about that with him? Holy shit. I did not. We talked about the election. Oh, okay. (laughs) Is that he... was about it, but wow, a father. Oh, you didn't oh know my that? God, I did not know that. Holy oh, shit. Oh, man. That's an interesting concept right there. Why? Uh, because you, you hear about the stories of his dad. Yes. And how he was with Bill. Yes. Uh, yeah, isn't it interesting, though? Parents can be either exactly like their parents were or completely the opposite if they think their parents were... Uh, completely fucked. I've decided to be the completely opposite guy, but I, I know that's just going to lead to brand new stupid things that I fuck him up with. Brand new problems. Yes. Right? Uh, I, I don't know. You know what? You, you need uh, oh, a cat. That's what I got. <laughs> I don't know how he grows up. <laughs> Good old cat. I, I, love how, hilarious. I love how you're spending the year mending bridges, and I'm spending the year blowing up bridges. Man, someday yeah. we'll all be on the same fucking page. <laughs> I, I noticed you didn't say kitten, Aunt. You said cat. So you don't mean start from scratch. You haven't You haven't seen his cat? No, it's, no. Oh, I know he has a cat. I'm say, He's suggesting a cat for you. Oh, right. And he didn't say get a kitten. He said get a cat. Well, they're going to uh, definitely suggest getting a kitten and don't adopt one i know everyone goes adopt those poor things you want someone else's fucking problem yeah no you gotta you gotta get a brand spanking new one but you know now the haters gonna go with that see i told you he fucking hates soap everyone knows opie's allergic to fucking cats he's suggesting he he (laughs) gets a fucking cat y'all are reading way too much into this shit oh really are we mixing this is way fucking lives this is way way crazy oh the shit these guys pick apart it's unbelievable. I don't even understand. No, I don't either. What are you, There's what are you no do? understanding it. There's what? absolutely no understanding it. It's just I'm sort yeah, of I'm sort of flattered do. that people will waste that much time on my stupid life and radio shows. I was in here a few months ago, and and some of this stuff came up, and I forgot who brought up the term, but they said radio wars, and then I asked the question: If there really were radio wars, were there radio war reenactors? <laughs> oh, that would be yeah, yeah. Ooh, clones, Robin. <laughs> How are things over there at uh, Sirius XM? Oh, they are. Let me look down the hall. They are. Uh, they're all right. Uh, you know. He's got a great new office. He can, we, you should come over and see his wonderful new office. Oh, have you heard? I'm uh, I'm now in the hallway. I hear you have a windowsill. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, no, that's there's two. It's, it's, it's a corner. Your office, but yeah, that's true. Because Ron Bennington's in this studio before I get here. Uh, when I was doing the morning show, the studio was ours, so I felt like this was my lounge or or office. And you know that we gave up our office space years ago to everybody else. So now I I sit near. Yeah, I sit on a windowsill. That's true. Holy 
shit. And then, yeah, I remember that. I didn't need an office because uh, I would come in uh, usually uh, uh, minutes after the show started, and I would leave uh, uh, right when the show ended. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Well, who needs an office? See? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I, I mean, have no problem with that. I'm adopting that same strategy the one day a week I show up. I, I'm starting to think that I'm being phased out. <laughs> yeah, I Because I, I actually you're like, bitch. The, you're like the old version of the iPhone. Yeah. not giving you the right updates. <laughs> There's the errors every so often. You just have to go down and get the new one yeah. uh, every so often. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, well, I, I saw your video, and I was trying to read your lips, oh, and sorry. I just couldn't figure out most of it. I saw a few things, but then I went and noticed a lot of people did uh, read your lips and, and wrote down what they... Uh, yeah, first of all, I made that video just to be an asshole. So when you're calling me an asshole, I'm like, thank you, because that's what I was going for. Second As opposed of- to all the other videos? Of- <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy wants to talk about videos. <laughs> I know of a few videos that I can bring up right about now. <laughs> oh, this, is this, is, this is a fucking arms race. Really good. Come on. <laughs> we, we both have a fucking good one. <laughs> We, no. both, we no. both have our fingers on the button. Who's going to fucking push first? <laughs> Don't you dare either one of you push the fucking button. I'm enjoying this oh too much. God, that's fucking funny. Uh, oh. What do you want to know? So, I no, I think I'm being phased out because, you know, I bitched about, you know, a place to sit before a radio show. And they're like, oh, God, no one has an office around here. I'm like, oh, okay. I'll what continue sitting. In, I'll no continue. One has an office around here. I'll continue sitting in the hallway. I'm sorry that I brought that to your attention. Uh, but basically, <laughs> wow. uh, basically, uh, the channel's going away, and they're calling it uh, Faction Talk. Oh, so there's Faction, and then there'll be Faction Talk. And they're bringing over uh, Jason Ellis. Oh, my! one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, a lot of people didn't like Jason Ellis, but now now people are making believe they like Jason Ellis. I, I, I actually don't have a, a real problem with the guy, but... Uh, Once again, uh, I, know, I know zero about this, and I'm happy. <laughs> You're happy again. Uh, oh wow! Uh, oh, we, we just we just popped up a picture of your office. It's it's a rolling chair yep. by a window. It it really looks like at any time you could just jump out that window. Yeah, it's not a bad option. I've uh, seen him tapping on the glass. I've seen I, him test the temper of the glass. I actually come yeah. in. I come in around two fifteen. And I sit there with my guys to, you know, try to prepare for the show a little bit. Cause I, I just need a place to sit before I do this. And sometimes right, they steal right. your, sometimes they steal his chair and he, he even has to find the chair. Well, that, that's what, <laughs> that's, that's how fucked Holy up, the, that's how fucked up this place is though. That's why I'm giggling. Yeah, they're taking my chair on purpose cause I, I made are. that my spot. <laughs> of course they that's, are. Uh, uh, some people have equated it to, uh, office space with yeah. the guy with the stapler. Uh, uh, of course. Milton. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Milton. Yeah. Yes. Milton, yeah. Oh, we're going to need you to go ahead and move on into the hallway. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you see any of the uh, Do you see any of the brass, like a Scott or any uh, um, Wicklin or anything? Well, I, uh, I, I told Scott I was leaving when he was taking the channel away. Cause, you know, it's a, the channel was something that me and you built, obviously. And then yeah, yeah. after you left, I mean, besides all the bullshit, I also felt the responsibility to try to keep the damn thing going a bit. And now the whole thing's going away. And I'm like, man, I don't believe in, I don't believe in what you guys are trying to do here. I'm out. 
And then he said something like, what, are you going to go do a podcast with Anthony? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's a little weird around here, to say the least. I guess it's a little uncomfortable, but it's, it's, it's always been, if that's uh, any consolation. I don't think I was ever comfortable with uh, the satellite radio platform and the brass they put in place. When it was XM, uh, it was a different animal. But yeah. when it turned into Sirius, it just became... A very weird place to work. Yeah, I think we enjoyed our years with XM a lot, a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. I got the, the guys from um, from uh, OutQ over there at uh, Sirius. Uh, they record their show here, um, and they just left. And they talk about what the fuck went on over there uh, with them, and it's it's hilarious, commiserating. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Sure, I bet. Why are the OutQ guys over there? Uh, there, they, uh, tape their show, uh, they use the studio and tape it. Yeah, the oh. focus group. The focus group, it's called, and they come in, and it's just great. They're so nice and so gay, <laughs> <laughs> and when they're done with the show, they just, hi, Anthony, hi, it's so sweet, and, uh, we love them. Right. You get to, you get to hang out with, uh, Charles Nelson Riley well, you know what? Nobody it's likes them. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. Are you talking uh, about Derek and Romaine? What, what's that? Tim Bennett and John oh, Tim Nash. Bennett and John. I don't even know any of these people. So what? They got the boot from uh, SiriusXM, and now they're doing it on their own, and they're uh, they're recording yeah. at Anthony's place. I yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. So, but they said, you know, the situation that they went through over there. It's it's whatever it is, but you know, right. I don't fucking uh, yeah. I, I don't give a shit over there. <laughs> Whatever's going on. I'm over just there. I'm just trying to figure out what's next. I'm not even gonna make believe I'm not. So we'll see what yeah. happens in the new year. But um, what are you guys uh, talking about today? Today we got uh, the guys from Delco Proper Comedy Central yep. are uh, on. Tommy and Tim yep. uh, hanging out. Yeah. Um, they're and, they're uh, cool guys, course, by the way. What's that? I was just gonna say they're cool guys. Uh, I, I had them on because yeah. of Ron Bennington. Yeah, yeah, Ronnie B. Right. Actually, uh, Ronnie was on yesterday, and it was uh, pretty fucking hilarious. He's just. You just can't get anything past them. No, of course not. He's right. He sees right through you. Yeah, that's why I avoid. I avoid him at all costs. No, I, I grabbed him. I grabbed him in the hallway yesterday and said, "We're we're going to smuggle you inside his overcoat and get you in here." Right. And I'm getting. I'm going to bring R.D. Lang in through the back stairs, and we're just going to sit here and watch the whole fucking building implode. Yeah. Yeah. You just feel like you can't uh, get anything past the no. guy, and it's frustrating and uh, yeah. very intimidating. Yeah. Yeah, but I think he, I, I, I think he likes to deflect. He's good either way. I'm telling you, because I think he doesn't want to be bothered with some questions himself. So when oh, I, oh yeah, yeah, uh, all right. So you know that, that. okay? Cause yeah, he, he fesses up to that whole thing, and he'll definitely deflect. Yeah, yeah, and he'll deflect in a way where you're like, oh boy, I think I'm going to walk the other way instead of pass him in the hallway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. like, oh, you could see him 20 feet away and go, he he knows everything I'm thinking right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's very smart. Yes, he is. You know, everyone uh, everyone here is pretty like minded about uh, the election and whatnot, but I could imagine over there, you must have seen some people on the verge of tears over there. Um, I don't. Uh, really? One of my guys is saying yes. I, I I don't wander around enough that I actually saw for myself, but I think, yeah, some people were pretty uh, distraught. I'm excited by this Trump guy now. It's just amazing. Yeah, like what he's doing before he even has the gig is uh, is pretty amazing. I think it's going to be a fun 
at least four years. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Eric, Eric was saying what? The women's bathroom was covered in post-it oh, yeah. notes. Like they did down in Union Square in the subway station. They put up those post-it notes to express their feelings about yeah. the election. Oh, that's how you get it out. Every did- girl here was posting on their Instagram that the photos of the woman's room with the like the mirrors and everything all covered in post-it notes and lady uh, empowerment. I was going to ask how you knew. Were you pissing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Always. thank you, Jim Florentine. <laughs> Remember you asked me about the changes around here at SiriusXM? <laughs> Somebody around here is going through a change. Yes, yes. Did, did you take Transition a picture of the post? E-Rog. Yes. Did you take a picture of the post-it notes? There, there's a we lot of them. We call them she rock Missed you too, uh. Ed. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Hey, oh, hey. Kick uh, save and the beauty. I love what, it. What were, the, what were some of the notes on the, on the post-it I, notes? You couldn't read it, but you just saw all these decorative post-it notes and clips about Hillary and, and women's uh. Empowerment all over the world. Yeah, but the problem is, the only reason Trump is the president is because the women didn't come out and vote for Hillary. Everyone knows that. Right, Ed? They all thought she was going to get the women's votes, the black votes, the Hispanic votes. And no one, they, if you looked at everybody that wanted to vote for Trump, they were chomping to get out and vote for him. The yeah. people that voted for Hillary, they had to be pulled all out of their houses, put on buses, and forced to vote for us. <laughs> yeah, so true. Win at that point? Who's really yeah. got the upper hand? They thought they yeah. were going to give blood. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. Right. They dragged them out of their houses to vote. It's, uh, it, it had, you know, aside from the news and the polls, Every other indicator said that Trump was going to win this fucking thing. I know. I, I mean, I I wish I went with my gut. And then I, I, I got, uh, I think we went over this already. I got scared. I said, nah, there's no way he's going to win this thing. Yeah, I thought the fix was in totally. I wasn't even paying attention. Right. But me and Vic, I think we were talking about yesterday or last week that um, uh, I think it was Madonna. I, I don't want to ever agree with Madonna, but she said the reason, you know, Trump won is because women hate women. And it's that whole mean girls thing. Wow, you know what? You you could be right there. Girls really are uh, kind of catty with the other girls, huh? I, I agree, Ant. That's totally. Uh, there's a lot of legs to that argument. When guys have a problem, you know, they they blow off a incredibly successful radio show, <laughs> and then they uh, then they don't talk for two years, <laughs> and then uh, and then. But women, oh, but women. If, if it was women, we never would have spoken another word ever. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get at. Yes, if it was women, no, it would be. It'd go, we would it, still not be talking. It'd be Carrie Underwood. He'd be keying a car and burning down a seed. And yeah. Right, someone, you know, right. You know. Some vindictive shit. Right. Yeah, they are vindictive like that. I think like when you have a president, like when Obama ran, you had black people proud that a black guy was going to be president, so they went out and voted, like a, a shitload of black people voted. But women are kind of like, oh, the first woman president? Well, who says she should be the first woman president? <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. So, yeah. Yes. That's yes. exactly what I played know, into I agree this. wholeheartedly. Yes. yes. Yeah. Now you're a hundred percent right. So yeah, you don't get that, uh, and, that uh, camaraderie between women like that. And then uh, Trump was voted uh, man of the year by Time. That's that's, that's no real. That, but sub- then remember. Back in, I think, 38, so was Hitler. Yes, he so. was. I went with Pac-Man in the 80s. That was my favorite one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I think uh, it was Pac-Man but, one but year. Oh, Pac-Man? Yeah, no, for, for, for real. I, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Well, that game was pretty popular. Well, that's it's, it's if you read the criteria, anything, yeah. anybody can. Stalin, yeah. I think, was in there, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Trump oh. was very proud of the Time Magazine cover. He had a statement on it. 
saying he was very proud. He grew up while reading Time, and it's a great magazine. And then he, uh, it said the, the, it wasn't the United States of America. It was the divided, yeah, the divided states of America, president of the divided states of America. And it's like, that's kind of a jab at him, I think. Yeah, of course and it is. divisive. Certainly. And, and I don't think he picked up on that. I think, it was just, right. I think he just looked at the picture and was very happy. I think everyone could agree this country is extremely divided right now. Maybe even more than the Obama years. I think we're heading toward even more divisive. I think so, but I don't care. I'm just able to say, Trump president now! <laughs> You've been oh, waiting eight years that? for that. <laughs> yeah. that. Obama president now! Oh. I'm not going to lie. I mean, oh. Obama drove Anthony nuts, and I kind of had, I, it kind of made me uh, chuckle inside. Anybody it's driving not, anybody nuts makes me, uh, yeah, uh, it, tickles the shit out of me. But, but it's over now, and Anthony, uh, is free. He's a free man. Yes, I am free. I am <laughs> to do free what I want. to uh, fly like a bird. It's uh, it is amazing. It's it's a lot of fun. I think uh, uh, this guy is going to be an animal. I think he's going to be on on Air Force One constantly winging around the world, getting face to face with a lot of people. I don't think you're going to see him disappear from the news for two weeks. No, I think he's going to be working, doing things. And I, I honestly think you're going to see the least vacation time ever taken by a president. This guy can't stop working. He loves it. Yeah, you're 100% right. That's one of the most interesting things, and I agree. I've always, And it's funny to me, no matter who the president is, they always bring out in the past 40 years, well, this fucker's taking more time off than anybody we've ever seen. And, right. it usually, and if you usually check the days, it hasn't mattered if it's been a Democrat or a Republican. They take a lot yeah, of goddamn yeah. vacations. Yeah. And one of the first things I thought of on, like, December 11th was what he just, what Aunt just said. I'm like, yeah. Ooh, I wonder if they'll be able to hammer him on the vacation things because he's so not uh, that. I don't know you what know. this guy like. I don't know what this guy likes to do when he's not insulting people. Golf. <laughs> I, I don't even he think he like. I don't even think. Sorry, I don't think he even likes playing golf. I really don't. No, I think he likes building golf yeah, courses, exactly. but he doesn't really like playing golf. He likes to fucking work. That seems to be like every president after they're elected, after that r rigorous, grueling campaign, they fucking disappear. They take a vacation. This guy went right up into Trump Tower and he's accepting g guests and dignitaries. And Calling the leader of Pakistan. Yeah. 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 And Taiwan. And Taiwan. Taiwanese phone calls that annoy the Chinese. With no, with no clips notes. He doesn't even have the State Department sitting there feeding him the phone. Fucking crib sheet. No, I don't fuck even, that shit. I'm ad libbing. I don't even know the guy's name, but that Taiwanese guy must be like, holy fuck, <laughs> is this great? <laughs> this is gonna piss off China to no end. Unbelievable. It, 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 well, obviously, you didn't know the guy's name because it's a woman. I was oh, going to really? say there, Aunt. Thank oh, you. Geez. I was about to make that correction. Oh, boy. <laughs> ah, they all look alike. Who are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> what, I'm fired? Yeah, what? Would, no, like, <laughs> what? Like, that is, that's one of those things as president-elect that who the fuck would know you're not supposed to take a call from Taiwan because you might piss off China. Yeah. Like, who fucking knows that? I, I, I wouldn't know. Ridiculous. You, I'd be thinking it's I'm all the world. I thought I'm, it was like a birthday. You're just calling me to congratulate right. me or whatever. Right. I don't Congratulations. know. Congratulations. Yeah. They, they lose their fucking minds. I don't know. I know I'm not supposed to be taking any more phone calls from Anthony. Did we just get a memo? Ah, what are you going to do? Is, is somebody waving <laughs> outside the studio? I do know that much. <laughs> 
So <laughs> I, I don't know about politics, but I know basic shit. I think between between the two of y'all, we can get enough equipment to do this fucking show in the lobby. Then. Ah, it's easy. <laughs> could do oh, this God. anywhere nowadays. Uh, what was I going to tell? What was I going to tell you? Fuck. That's, it was yeah, something yeah. about Trump. Oh, I, I, I wanted it. Last week, Pat Duffy called because it was the 10th anniversary of uh, the baby bird. Baby bird. Ten years since yes. all that vomit went right into his uh, face. Huh? With, with Joe Rogan and uh, Bill Burr was in studio. And, of course, Pat from Wenaki was puking all yeah. over uh, Pat Duffy. Then we went down memory lane. It was crazy. And then I, I texted you at a wrong fucking number because I wanted you to call in that day. Oh, I remember doing that myself once. <laughs> I'll laugh your goddamn heads off. Holy shit. Oh, that's fucking You were texting. Oh my god. You, I I don't even uh you, I don't even know. You were texting Jimmy that day, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Just so there I know was, I'm not uh, crazy. All right. Oh, there was uh, there was a lot of frustration there in that uh, whole building, wasn't there? Oh wasn't boy, there? was there. <laughs> I'm a, a host. Uh, what do you mean was? <laughs> I only felt coddled and covered with love every time I was down there. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. Seriously, because I just got to walk in here. I didn't give a shit. The comedians always liked it. We didn't care. We felt we were in the in the good place. Nah, you know? I mean, and for the most part, me and Ann were like yeah. professional about it. Yeah, I didn't see we, y'all like girl fighting in the hallway. I mean, there were times anything. it was, you know, but in general, we try to keep it, you know, pretty positive in the room. Right. Well, yeah, I between, absolutely. We did right. try. You enjoying my fucking chair, Vic? No, I'm not no, in your no, chair. No. I'm not in your chair, and I'm no. not. Fu- and the answer to that, no, never. <laughs> first of all, first of all, no one really wants to sit in that area. But when the studio was redone, I purposely made sure that your chair isn't really there because it, it's just because oh. it's on. Unco- it, it's not right. It, it just yeah, it was a little. Uh, yeah, yeah. See, I, the I end spot uh, was right uh, here. Yeah, people don't know that. I purposely it's moved over. But people uh, will like still a little. Uh, well, pe- yeah, yeah, to keep that that fucking memory away. No, because I knew no one would want to sit in your actual seat. These guys didn't want yeah. to do that. Sometimes he puts a little candle on there and lights it and just stares yes. at it. Yes, a little uh, a little free bird. Yeah, yeah there you go, <laughs> a little free bird, simple man. There's only <laughs> one. Like uh, like the Jews do on Passover or something. <laughs> it's the famous free bird. There's only one man that could sing this next song, and he's not here today. Oh god. So we're just gonna shine a light on this um, oh, microphone. God. Don't stand and put a hat on it, and then let the fucking crowd sing the song. Is that what they do? Oh Dude, God! I went, to, uh, I, I went to the garden and saw Billy Joel the other day. Yeah, and uh, it was just you know because you're from Long Island, it was awesome. Yeah, and um, uh, did you you hung out with him one night? I uh, well, first of all, I met him for the first time at BAB when I was an intern. He was sitting right next to me for one of those uh, charity begins at home, and he was working the phone bank. But yeah, I absolutely was drinking wine with him at that uh, club in uh, Huntington, the Paramount, for an STP show. Oh, right, that was it. Yeah, I couldn't remember when or where it was, but uh, you've been there, right? Oh yeah, yeah. The Paramount is such an amazing Killer. venue, and they're so cool over there. So I want to see STP, and they put me in the behind the soundboard. There's this sort of VIP area, kind of. And next thing you know, I'm I'm, I'm just hanging out with Billy Joel because his daughter was there for STP, 
and we're just chit-chatting and clinking our glasses and having a good old time. I mean, you know, just small wow. talk, to be completely honest. I'm not going to oversell it. But it was definitely fun. You didn't know him from back in the day, Ant? You never met him down through the years? No, I never uh, never got to meet him. We, uh, we went to the garden and saw him... Um Last week, and uh, it was amazing. The motherfucker, first of all, every song is a hit. Yeah. That's, you know, a given. And his voice is still right there. Right, right there. Right. Uh, very, very cool. You know, I know Billy Joel isn't like something for everybody, but, uh, nah, you gotta... but like I said, the guy had a lot of radio hits, man, so uh, he had to be doing something right. I don't see how he could walk in there and not walk out just not going, that was fucking a kick-ass good time. Yeah, you that, gotta, you, you, how do you walk away from that sad? Yeah. It's just fucking amazing. You're, you don't have to sell that. you you got to just respect Billy Joel. Whether you, Billy fucking yeah. Joel. Yeah, whether you love him or hate him, you got to respect the guy. Holy fuck, he's been around oh, forever. Did you hear Opie say respect? What a fag. Listen to this <laughs> fag music. <laughs> he doesn't respect anyone. A Was he going to start dancing to Uptown Girl? <laughs> 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 he's gonna do. He's gonna do the rap from uh, "Can't uh, Stop the Fire." Oh God! <laughs> mm. Anyway, uh, what was the other thing? Oh, we had Bernard Hopkins in here yesterday. Yeah. Remember how uh, talkative that guy was? Oh shit! Yeah, All I'm, right, I'm jarring yeah. your your memory bank. Yeah, you know how yes. you you just say hi and then he goes off for the next twenty minutes. Oh my God! Yes, yeah. not getting a word in edgewise. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, well, uh, well, that went nowhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I stopped to take and a I deep breath. I thought they still had chemistry. <laughs> yeah, they got chemistry, oil and vinegar, <laughs> or wait, water. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I fucked up. I fucked up. Yeah. He's, you caught it, though. You caught uh, it before you finished the sentence. He did. That yeah. counts. Uh, uh, yeah, let me let me get uh, the Delco proper guys up here. Okay. And uh, you you and Mr. Henley have a great rest of your afternoon. Yeah, you too. Uh, yeah. What time what time you what time is your show till? 6. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, we got so a lot of filler. Yeah, I'm 3 to All 6. Right. What are you? I'm 4 to 6. Ha ha ha. Oh, we're competing right. against Can I show. come down and be on your show? <laughs> you son of a bitch. You want to leave now? <laughs> Nick, you know you're uh, always, uh, I, I, if Opie allows you. you no, know, there's no oh, allowing fuck. shit. Fuck you. What the fuck? I've never played that game. No, there's no allowing. <laughs> I have never, oh ever God. played that fucking game. No, i got to come do it. I want to come do it. I, it I, when you were out there in purgatory, it was hard for me to take three trains and a dog sled team to get out to you. But now, I, I know, yeah. It's now that much you're, easier here. Now that you're in town, yeah, yeah. certainly. I do want want to come down and do Garment it. district, as it were. Yeah. Uh, cool, man. Uh, oh, always a pleasure, man. Very Absolutely. cool talking to you. Absolutely. A lot of fun. I think I'm running into uh, Keith very, very soon. Uh, I hear tell of uh, something. I don't know. There's, uh, okay. yeah. I'm, Once you get, I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. So uh, uh, well, I'm going to go oh. talk to Keith. Okay. Yeah. Can All I right, see you tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm free tomorrow. Right, you want to go? <laughs> you want to go? You want to go, Vic? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aunt. Say hi to everyone over there. Happy holidays, easy, man. Have a good one, and uh, Vic, uh, take it easy. I'll see you soon. Okay, oh, buddy. Yes, I'll be in touch. I said happy holidays, but I think I'm seeing you before then. All right. Whatever. Merry uh, Christmas to uh, uh, you know, whatever. Yes. You know. Let's Merry just say, ah, let's just end it there. Yeah. All right, Ant. All right. All right. Take it easy, yo. All right. Bye.
There you go. That right. was fun. We need that at least once a week. Yeah. Why not? Uh, why not? Why? I'll tell you why. Because now people gonna get be, mad. Now there's gonna be problems. They're gonna put the band back together, or somebody's now yelling. Now Everybody's gonna be mad. Pro- yes. HR is gonna get in the tizzy. Yes. You know, I love shit like that. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I know you love it. Be, you know, not really having any benefits or nothing to lose. It's always easy for me to play fucking stir the pot. Yeah, you're 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 in a great position. <laughs> I'm in a good spot. I'm in the. I got to figure my shit out position. Right. I'm, I'm, the worst that could happen to me is they take away the tiny little bottles of water that they won't give me enough. Of. You want more? I got no, a couple no, I, over here. I've, I've been asking for regular water for two and a half fucking years. Well, that was certainly uh, that was certainly fun. Another good one. I think that's our fourth one. Perfect. I'm telling you. What? Hang on. Oh There's yeah, Eddie going on. Yes, we've had Eddie waiting for too mm. long. I saw. Uh, I saw you flag him down. I told him to yes. wait. I said, you know, if I talk to Ann, it, it gets uh, just me and him going back and forth, and then it's well, it's fine. not fair to Very anybody enjoyable. else. Although Vic was in there, you were. Did, you I was good. trying to a couple of times. Did good. What's up, Betty? Yeah. What's up, Bob? I forgot to tell Anthony. You said hi. Uh, you uh, say uh, hi. Oh, good. What's up, hey, man? How are you? Hey, I'm Vic. Nice hey, to meet you, man. Oh, you pleasure. guys never met? No. So no. Vic Hanley's a hilarious comedian and very, very good on the radio. And Eddie knows more about music than I've ever forgotten. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Vic that's... knows a lot, though. So Vic, I tell people all the time it's the only thing I know though I'm an idiot in all other ways. I'm, so. I feel the same way uh, frequently. Yeah, you know, but yeah. What are you an idiot at? Like politics? No, I, I follow politics. I watch. I'm a cable news junkie, so I watch. Yeah, that no, stuff. I'm, some... I'm an idiot with history. I'm uh, bad with history. Who needs history. What the fuck. Today is Pearl Harbor Day. Didn't you? Seventy-five yeah, did years ago today. I heard about that. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> Start you out with an easy yeah, one. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else would be pretty brutal, though. I'll tell you that. I know I, that. I was, I was happy to squeak out of school with D minuses, man. I was brutal in high school. Were brutal. you really? Oh, not because I was dumb, but I didn't care about anything but music. And like everybody, I was the outcast in high school. I was made fun of, didn't go to the prom, all that shit. doesn't seem like a lot of creative people were just bad in high school. My Why wife that? said that. My wife said that the other day because my son was yeah. having this conversation. She said that to him, too. She said not to be bad at grades, but he was, you know, he's getting made fun of a little bit in school and stuff. She said, you know, she said, you know, most of the people that go on to do some cool things and are creative, they, they were the same people. They didn't go to their prom. They got made fun of in school. I don't know why that is. Right. Why are they making fun of your son? You know, he's uh, he's a little chubby. Right. You know, like his dad. Right. <laughs> you know? And uh, I don't know. I just, you know, it's kids. He's nine. So how do you handle that? I told him to eat less. Because kids could be brutal. He told him to eat less. Oh, you really? Oh, yeah. Do some push-ups. No, well, he takes kung fu and stuff. But listen, I mean, that's a serious thing. I mean, he's got my gene. You know, I've got two kids. My daughter's the complete opposite of my son. My daughter's 12. She eats nothing. Literally, I mean, it's a big concern in the other way because she just eats nothing but bread and cheese. That's it. And my son eats as much as me at nine and eats everything you put in front of him. And he's not a fat kid, but he's definitely like me. He's, you know, yeah. he's, he's husky, as they used to call me. Yeah. And I said to him, I said, listen, you know, you're going to make get made fun of. I've been called every name in the book in my life. I said, uh, you got to have a thick skin. You got to roll it off your back. And if you don't want to have a belly on you, eat a little less. I hated those husky jeans, man. I had the husky jeans. <laughs> yes, you did. You talked about like a match on them. <laughs> you, talk, you talked <laughs> about this on the show. No, it's just brutal. But I, I don't believe like the fabric was like carpet. It was, it was just the most horrifically uncomfortable. Sears, Sears yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tough skins. But I don't believe tough skins, skins, tough skins, I don't believe that you were ever husky. Oh, yeah, I was. He, oh, shit. I, I told you. I was, no, I was I like 40 pounds over. In the eighth grade, I lost 40. Wow. So I was at least 40 over when I was in the eighth grade. So from nine to about 14, I was 40. 40, 35, 40 fatter than I should have been for my size. 
you know, yeah. I lost about 60 in the last few years, and I'm still fatter than I should be, but yeah, it's yeah. tough, man. When you're, I'm 52, man. When you get older, yeah, I mean, yeah. I weigh myself every single day. People tell you you shouldn't do that if you're trying to lose weight. No. For me, it was a huge motivator because to this day, I know, oh, man, I just fucked up. Right. I mean, and it's amazing. You, you realize how quick you see it. Like, if you have a good day, you'll know that next day you'll be a little better. And if you have a bad day, like coming off of a football Sunday, when I ate like three <laughs> subs and a bag of chips, right. I know my Monday way, and I know I'm going to be up. And, and how much is up? Like two or three pounds, Oh, right? yeah. It can be big I, swings. I do exactly what you do. Because after my second kid, uh, I, I got out of control. I had to lose uh, 15-ish, 17 pounds. Yeah, and you and, never looked heavy to me, though. And, um, for my body type, starting getting the slobby tits and everything else going. And uh, I'm better at this weight, so now... Now, this is the way I don't want to be at, and I, I weigh myself every fucking day. And when the, when it moves a pound, I'm like, all right, shut her down. Get back on the program. Why do why do men put on weight after they have kids? Because I did I, that, too. I was stress eating because my daughter just wouldn't sleep. She was not a, a good sleeper. I had the most I had the most embarrassing thing happen to me along those lines. About 10 years ago, I was working for VH1 as a VJ long be, way before that metal show. And we used to have a wardrobe person. And my first daughter was born. And uh, I, I, I would go in and I'd get into wardrobe. And we'd have people that I'd have to shoot like 10 segments uh, for a different day. I did this. No, I know. I was so so they, they, the wardrobe person, my clothes that they brought from. They weren't they weren't fitting anymore, uh, and she said to me, uh, "I go, oh, we well, just have to get another size or whatever." And then we got to a point where there really were no other sizes to oh, go to. Wow! And I'll never forget the producer of the channel at the time. We went to lunch. And he said, "So listen, um, and listen, I, I know this has happened to me too. Um, when I had my kid, did, but did you put on some baby weight? <laughs> <laughs> like, like I had the kid, <laughs> right?" <laughs> I was like, oh, it's a real shit. thing. It is a real thing. <laughs> yeah, the women have an excuse. They just gave birth, and they're, you know. I know. But but I was the, like, the, we don't have any excuse. So I said, I don't know why I did, because my kid. Just because my kid wasn't sleeping, I'm slamming uh, boxes of Lucky Charms. That was, my, I don't know, out of nowhere, I, I started craving Lucky Charms. So you had craves, too, just like Cra- the I was craving. Were you in the uh, delivery room for your, the birth? Both. We were talking about it earlier, but I got to be very careful. What? Why? Ah, you know. Uh, my wife doesn't. Did want you look the down? To, did you look down? He look, said he peaked a little. I bit. peaked. You peaked. But I he, didn't peak. Her main instruction. I to, He said her main instruction to him was stay on my shoulder. Yeah, don't she, look down. Oh, look up. Yeah. Stay your position. Oh, yeah, yeah, stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's a goddamn good wife yeah, right yeah. there. But then my my mother in law was down. She was down there. She was the, down below, yeah. and she's giving me looks like, holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm like, I, you know, and then I'm leaning as much as I can. Wait, you're pulling out my neck. You have two or three? I got two. So, so both times, did you not look down? I mean, I wasn't down. He wasn't in, down there I was, in the I was, doctor's My position, position was like shoulder. Up top. Shoulder yeah. arm. Up top. See, right I, side. I was, uh, you, did you do, did you hold one of the legs? No, she didn't want me down there. That her mom held the leg. No, but I was sort of up. At, you know, I was up top. You know, talking to her and you know, yeah. doing whatever, and holding, sort of holding her arm and yeah. all that. That's the move. But you but don't want to look. As soon as the mother-in-law was giving me the looks, I'm like, now I got to fucking try to see what she's holy shitting about. <laughs> <laughs> Life is the answer. The first time, did you cut the cord? Ah, uh, wow, I don't know. If you don't remember, then you didn't. I would be probably correct. Wait, I don't know. 
I'm with you. I think you I did. Know that. You shouldn't remember that. You'd know if you because because my first. How do I not know this? Right. Jesse's going to text his wife. Yeah, he should. <laughs> did I cut your cord? Right. How do I not know this? This is a big thing. Oh, you did. Well, here, I cut the cord both times. I'm going on record. I cut the cord both, both times. times? Yeah, it was, it, it was like grizzly. Yeah, it is. It's okay, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I forgot, but yes. It, I, my first it one. It's not an easy snip. No, it's not. It's not like cutting a rubber hose, that's for sure. you think they'd have a sharp knife in the hospital, oh, but man, no. It is like cutting a garden hose. It's you have to work it. You're yeah, saying you, you have to kind it. of chew on it it's, with the it, blade. It's like, uh, oh, God, here I go. I'm in trouble. <laughs> it's like cutting um, like a, a dried out garden hose right. where it's not yeah. going to go as easy right. you need like a pruner versus a scissors <laughs> right. with some teeth in it yeah you know something a little muscle <laughs> the crimping shears if you're a barber you know what happened to me my first one was born my daughter and, and it was our first and i was freaked out and i was the same thing don't look down so i didn't look down i looked just looked at my wife did the coaching did what i had to do right and then the baby comes out and okay they cover her up okay they raise the baby the baby's still attached mr trunk you're going to cut mm. the cord yeah I was so freaked at the birth of my first kid that the nurse or the doctor went to hand me the snips to cut the cord, and they saw the look on my face, and I guess just the blood drained out of my face, and they were worried about me. They pulled the the scissors out of my hand. Really? Yeah, and they said, we think we'll take this one, sir. You should sit down, because I was freaked. They were afraid you might do a little woozy pass out in the middle. I was a mess. I was a mess. So when we had the second, I said, son of a bitch, I'm going to man up and do it this time, and I did, but I never looked down both times. You didn't want to look down? No. No, no, no. Don't need to see that. It's pretty amazing. Don't need to see that. Did you bank the cord blood? What's uh, that mean? You know about that? No. When you make something like a, then you later bake with it or something. <laughs> I know there are. Sick, I know people are. There doing are all sick fucks that eat placentas and all that yes, shit. That's what I, I, I got a great jump shot, so I, I guess I did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, they 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 Gosh, bent, that was funny. They bent, <laughs> oh, geez, thanks. <laughs> you they bent cord blood. Because we it, did. you get stem cells. Yeah, and, oh, I and, see. Okay. And, and right. you, I pay $100 a year for the blood to be stored. And God forbid you ever need it. It's in, oh, okay. it's in my right. name up until my, me and my wife's name up until the kid's 18. And then after 18, they control the blood. But the idea is that the cord blood's like the most, the blood that has the most stem cells and the most healing Everything, properties. Yeah. And they don't know what they're going to be able to do with it as science advances. So the idea is you have this. God forbid there's some disease or something. At some point, you can access the cord. You blood. might be sitting on the ultimate safety net of life. Yes. For 100 bucks a year. But then if you don't. I mean, who the hell knows what you actually get when you get it? I mean, you, you have faith in these people. Like, mine is banked in Boston or something somewhere. Jesus. This company called Life Bank. You I, hope it's I, there. I bet you it's some kind of scam. It's yeah. a trick. And then, uh, God forbid you need it, They're, they'll find some blood from a homeless guy or Somewhere something. Somewhere Ted Williams is holding it in some his... some clause in the contract <laughs> that's know. like, uh, we never said that if you didn't pay on time for one day, we'd yeah. still have it. So when were you VH1 VJ? I started as a host there in uh, at VH1 Classic in 2002 and worked there till 06. And then they blew everybody out and changed some stuff. And then that's how that metal show came to be, because I had already been working there. Oh, and so so I was cool. always telling them, hey, let me do my own show. Because when I worked there as a host and VJ mm. originally, it was very structured. They told me what to dress, what to say, how to say it. I was like, hey, let me do my thing, man. I've been, I come from yeah, radio. Exactly. I can talk. You hired me, me for loose. a reason. No, no, no. And then finally I said, I just want to do my own show. 
And that's how that metal show came to be. I remember when that channel started, uh, my friend's dad was retired, living down in Florida, and he's just an old rockhead, and he just thought he had discovered the holy grail of amazingness, because every video and all these things that he didn't know even existed, and he would leave her messages every day. He's like, I think it's Clapton from 68. He's a baby. He's looking at his face. He's a baby. And every day she was getting one of these just jewel messages for he's just sitting down in Del Boca Vista clicking around, and when he came across that channel, he thought, it was a holy girl. Channel's Academy. gone now. I know it went away. That's why I was going to say. Classic's gone. Yeah, they shut down the now? whole thing. MTV Classic. I don't know. So, so they just show old... like Road Rage or not Road, yeah, road, road Rules. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and that uh, reality show that uh, the Teen Mom, the Real World, and oh, uh, all the old MTV stuff. Real World. Oh, that, that all went to MTV Classic. They didn't go back to music though. They right. still didn't go back to music. They not really much. A little yeah. bit, but not much. I think I don't know. I think the older people would like that to just see the videos again. They've been rested enough. You would think, and it's cheap, but the the thing is that a lot of what fans don't realize is it's not as cheap as you think because there's only a certain period of time that you can have the license on those video clips. And a lot of times now the labels, they took such a beating on trying to sell music. Right. That if you, there's a lot of fans, they just think, they would always yell, why don't you just play this video? Right. But it's got to be cleared. You have to have a sync license for it. And now the labels who own those videos want big money because they're not making money selling records. Yeah. So the, the fees have gone up. That's why you see channels that do show music videos still they show a lot of the same ones over and over because they can't afford they the re-up yeah yeah mtv and vh1 classic all they were ever designed for is just to re show old viacom stuff yeah. that they own and is free and clear yeah. mm. i said don and myself don and jim we just got a residual check for that metal show which we never thought we'd see ever and the day it showed up, the next day they stopped showing replays. <laughs> Not kidding you. That's a that's a Viacom Not move. Not kidding you. Yeah. I said I said to these they we all that, called each other like holy shit we got money. I was like, guarantee it's we. I went in my grid to see oh when are they going to replay more? There isn't one for like five years. Oh, on the grid. Christ, yeah, that's so minute. sad because that's nice pocket money that comes in. It wasn't a lot of money, but it's a nice nice. No, thing. it's nice. I get residuals from all the dumb little tiny things I've done over the years. It's checks for silly amounts. We've talked about this no, too yeah. many times. But I like it when it. Goes way down to like a dollar yeah, something like that. I really enjoy that. And then my agent takes his ten percent. I'm like, you're taking your ten percent from a dollar seventy nine? Really? That'll tell you. That tells you Are a lot you about your agent. Are you fucking serious? Well, the, the my checks for commercials and stuff I've done goes to my old agent who I haven't had for ten years, oh. but they still commission it and send the check. I hate that one right. too. That's all. I don't know which one of those is shittier. That's yeah. a, that's a combination of oh, not welcome to showbiz. Hey, you had Sebastian Bach. He just left a little while How ago. Was yeah. He. <laughs> Funny, quick, this is a funny story, man. I've known the guy for, for literally 30 years. I knew the Skid Row guys before he was even in the band because I grew up in Jersey. Jesus, really? And yeah, they had other singers. All those songs on that first record, they were all done before he was in the band. They were singing them with another singer. And he came in and sang them. So yeah. I didn't know that. And he's from what, Toronto? He was born in the Bahamas, but uh, raised in Toronto. Toronto, okay. Yeah. But he Skid Row existed in Jersey for like three, four years on the club scene before him. I with, knew di- it. With different bands? Or was it no, just, no. Or, Skid Row, I mean, with just different a different singer. singer. Just knew, one guy. One guy. Yeah. I knew okay. Skid Row was a Jersey band, but I didn't realize, did they have any success before Sebastian? No. Okay. No, when, when when Bach comes in, it became a whole different thing because then all of a sudden there's this, you know, this great looking maniac kid. And yep. I, I, I was telling Baz the story on the air just now. I said, you know, I remember going to see Skid Row all the time play, and yeah, you know, there's a good amount of people there. It was a fun band, it was a good band to go see. And then one day the the guys came on my radio show, Snake and Rachel, the founders of the band, and they said, yeah, we got this kid we're bringing in from Toronto, going to try him out singing with us, and come down and see us. So I went to the show. 
and I pull up to the same club I go to see them all the time, and now there's like five stretch limos in front. What the hell's going on here? They were all record labels. As soon as he got into it, it was like, whoa. And he put his spin on the songs. But those songs were written, the, the core of those songs were written before he came in. Wow. Whether they would have been a successful band or not if he hadn't come into the band, I, I don't know. Not with the previous guy. Right. Clearly that wasn't going to happen. But the funny thing about Baz, you know, he's out, he's out doing this book. He's doing this book tour. He's going everywhere. Put out his autobiography. He and I have a ton of stories of things we've done together over the years. But one of the biggest things that ever happened in my radio career, he was at the center of. And that was 10 years ago when Axl Rose walked into my radio studio on my terrestrial show, my FM show. It was on Q104. And at that point, Axl had not done an interview in 13 years with anybody. And that happened because Sebastian was booked in my show that night and he was in the studio with me and Axel was rehearsing at SIR and started texting Sebastian. So Sebastian's like, hey, I'm with my buddy Eddie. We're out doing a show live in New York. Come up. And Axel did. It was it was huge news at the time. It was a Rolling Stone. People still talk about it, right? So I'm reading Sebastian's book. Chris Jericho was there that day. All these guys in the studio. <laughs> Jesus. We had all these guys. Scott Ian was there. They were right. all just hanging out. They were the guests. Jericho wrote about it in his book. He wrote, hey, it was my buddy Eddie Trunk's show, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's talked about it. Piazza wrote about it in his book because he was there. <laughs> so I'm reading, I'm reading Sebastian's book, and I didn't even get to that section, but on my show here on Monday, I take a call, and the guy says, hey, can you talk about that story when Axl Rose came in when Sebastian was there on your radio show? I said, yeah, what do you want to know? Tell the story. He goes, so that happened on your show, right? I go, yeah, the recording's been out there forever, of course. It's really weird because in Sebastian's book, he r runs down everybody that was there, and you guys are friends, right? He said, yeah. He goes, he just says, and some DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I got 30 years with this guy. I supported the shit out of him, some DJ. He's like, Chris Jarrett. He practically named the cleaning lady at the station, and then we got to my show, some DJ, right? <laughs> So there's no way you can read into that anything, but that's by design, right? So he comes in now, and and I well, I blasted him on the air about it, but without him being there, so I'm going to rip the shit out of him. Yeah. So he comes in just now, earlier today, and you guys can hear this because my show replays tonight at nine on, right. on 106 on volume, and we get into it, and he comes in, and I go, dude, this is this is typical Sebastian because he's such a lunatic. I put out two books myself, right? My first book came out six years ago. It's called Essential Hard Rock and Heavy Metal. Not Essential Hard Rock and Heavy Metal albums. Hard Rock and Heavy Metal meaning bands, right? This lunatic went and bought my book. Skid Row's in the book, right? His picture's in the book. But he was upset that in the discography, in the Skid Row section, I only listed Skid Row records and not his solo records. He's carried that He's for been six holding a grudge. years and decided to repay me by putting oh, that DJ in his book. Jesus Christ. I love this story. Wow. Yeah, the guy's this, been friends wow. for He's Nick, been you holding this. Wow. This is right in your wheelhouse. No, I know it is. <laughs> are you getting God, tingly? Damn. you got to be getting tingly. Jesus. I said, for six years, this guy, we, we've hung out in the last six years. He's dedicated songs to me on stage. He's harbored this for this long. I said, Baz. In the Guns N' Roses section, I don't list Slash's records. It's only the bands under that name. What right. are you talking about? There's if no Izzy in the Juju Hound. chapter. Dude, I know, but when I got to...
after. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do this to him. <laughs> so he admitted. Oh, he admitted. He came clean. Up. We had a whole breakthrough earlier today. Were you guys laughing about <laughs> it? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. And then, yeah. And then we got to laugh about it. <laughs> but then he tells me. So diva. How deep? Mariah Carey's not that big of a diva. Vic. <laughs> then he tells me in the audio version of the book, though, when he got to reading his own audio book and he got to it, he said my name on the audio book. Okay. Uh, so he says, and he's having the next printing. He's going to have my name put he's back in. He's putting you back because in. Because the idiot didn't even realize it had nothing to do with the albums. That's funny. That's hilarious. That's really funny. He redacted you. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? But you could have stopped, no, I, you could have stopped so the story at some DJ because you know being in this fucking business, we get no respect. We'll get some big, huge scoop interview that goes all over the world and they'll go on a local radio show. Yes. Or, it's like, really? But this is different because I could get it if it was a guy no, I understand. Yeah, but I'm like, I've literally known no, for 30 years. All yeah. I'm saying is at that point, I was like, oh, this is, of course that happened. But then, yeah, then you I knew there was intent. That's funny. See, I like that. I like, I like the fact that he, he knew deep down. Right. There's something going on. He walked in his publicist like, we only got 20 minutes ago. No, no, no. I need some time. (laughs) We got some shit to sort out. Yeah. I got, we got, we'll get to your book when we get to it. We got to take care of this. Now my shit is about to come up. Now I understand why we didn't get Sebastian Bach today. Cause when they said we only have 20 minutes, I think that was some of my time. We didn't know there was an intervention going oh, no, on. No, I only took 30. Now I have no problem that's with wonderful. the fact that they didn't do my show. <laughs> well, you know. You got to get that out. Oh, that's really good. Eddie. Oh, there's a whole therapy thing. Uh, that that's funny on. as shit, man. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. All right. We got to take a break. Eddie Trunk, thank you. Uh, volume is on 106, right? 106. I'm on every day live, 2 to 4 Eastern, and it replays tonight, 9 to 11 Eastern. Yep. Monday don't, to Friday. Don't you do another show at 6, too, I heard? Uh, on Mondays only, I do a show on Hair Nation 5 to 8 now. Oh, 5 okay. to 8 p.m. Eastern. Oh, only on Mondays. So you had another show today as well. We got DJ Who Kid coming in to, uh, uh oh. I mean, he's here. Yesterday. We got to take advantage of that, oh, right? Yeah, absolutely. And maybe more Eddie Trunk. We'll figure it all out. Vic, what do you got, buddy? I got uh, on the road uh, Kathleen Madigan in January, Birmingham, Macon, and Atlanta, and then uh, San Antonio in February, and uh, Chattanooga and Memphis also. It's all on vicinley.com. Which looks good. Eric, what's wrong with you? It looks like you're going to puke. No, I'm. He's painful grinding. in the teeth. Can I take Is a he pic- sick? I'm going to take he's a picture. He's got a dental thing going on. Oh, I'm going to take a picture of how miserable you are. It's a bad dental. Do thing. it through the glass, Ope, because he looks even more miserable with you the reflection it. of the glass. You see yeah, it, right? It's like the double glass adds to the to the. I forgot to give Anthony his plug too. How do you how do you listen to Anthony there? Uh, go to anthonycumia.com and uh, Compound Media. And get the app. That was a fun little phone call. Our oh, fourth one. Great. Our fourth one. We'll post that for the people. Thank you, Eddie Trunk. We Thanks, will Good be see back. And come in anytime, man, before your shows. Come come in anytime. I'm right across the hall. I, and you're on two to four. Two to four. So you right. come in the first hour. I don't do the show from here every day, but most days. That's so come easy. In. Yeah. And if you're still talking, I can just bring up his channel on, on the feed here, and we start the show with that. Oh, he was saying he can transcribe, so to speak. He can make it. You can start on Eddie's show and then come in here to this show. Yeah. Oh, it. I got what you're saying. Yeah, I well, believe what, he is what, saying. like a simulcast? Yeah. I'm across the hall? Yeah, if you don't make it here on time, I'll just turn Eddie's channel <laughs> it's on. It's literally here. five feet our studios are right. <laughs> You're right there, aren't you? Right yeah, the- technology's amazing. <laughs> he doesn't do the Eggermeister machine anymore. He's probably okay Eric, to show we could just keep now. the doors open on each studio <laughs> just and just yell. talk loud. Just yell, right. Are you getting a lot of music artists on? Yeah, and starting to. Or? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've had everything from uh, John Bon Jovi to Lars to Peter Frampton to Yes, like the gamut. So we couldn't yeah. get John Bon Jovi in here. I had Kurt uh, uh, Bert, sorry, Bert Kreischer, shirtless, playing Bon Jovi, screaming <laughs> while he was, he was in shade forty-five. <laughs> yeah, I, with the door open. 
I didn't. Uh, I did, that was the one. I hate doing pre-recorded interviews. I, I really do. I but, despise them. They're really tough to so, do. And they're is they're so. I don't sterile. know why, but I, they I are. hate them. Yeah. So, but that was the one I had to pre-record. That had, that wasn't in the hours my show was on. Right. But I was lucky. I got that was the same thing. Get fifteen twenty minutes and got to run. And he's very careful with his interviews these days. Yeah, he, he's a big fucking deal. We kind of knew him when he was. A, a big deal. When he was not now, buying NFL franchises. Oh, yeah. Still not doing that. <laughs> no, I know. I but. saw him open for 38 Special what? in Jersey. Yep. Wow. Open for 38 Special, man. I saw... That's one artist, being again, being a Jersey guy. What The APP... Well, you weren't here when APP was on. Were you out of, you were out of the area, right? Well, tell me the years, and I'll tell you where I was. I've been everywhere. You've been 82, 83. Oh, Jesus. College. Right. Do you remember APP? Er- uh, the I, Apple? Oh, was that the one that went commercial-free yeah. all summer? 103.5 or whatever? Yeah, I was jealous of that, but I don't, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't remember really listening to them. It was a rock station in New York, and Bon Jovi was on the Homegrown album. Right. And that's Runaway was on the Homegrown album. That's ah, where it started. See, it, it was a brilliant... It, they were the ones that went commercial-free the entire summer, right? They signed on with that. There's the, there you go. There's all the right. logo, so, the Apple. Vic, they go commercial-free all summer. That was their gimmick. As soon as, they, as soon as they started playing commercials, people were like, <laughs> fuck bye, you. Right, exactly. fuck you. It lasted about a year. Because sure. they didn't understand that it was just for the summer and it was a big promotional thing. They, they thought like, it was a whole new they're world. They are like, holy fuck, finally yeah. someone has realized that commercials suck and they're just going to play the music. It's amazing. And as soon as the summer was over, man, that, I mean, they dropped drastically uh, uh, real quick after that. That's like when I, I worked at Q1043 when it was signed on, when it was Pure Rock. It was New York's Pure Rock. I started there in 94. And they signed on doing ACDC eight. Z. And it was like, well, fucking nonstop ACDC. And then all of a sudden it went back to the usual shit that everybody else plays. It was like, <laughs> station over in about two years. Boom. Can't compete with that shit. <laughs> Set a bar, you can't handle it. But I, right? When that shit first broke, though, didn't you think it was the best thing? And the say, I remember in Birmingham, Alabama, it was WRKK. And one of my friends that's in like the eighth grade came in one day and said, dude, I was listening to the radio yesterday. And the DJ actually said, here's side one of Dark Side of the Moon and just played the whole fucking first side. And we're like, what? And we couldn't wait to run home that day because that was right. a, you could still do that back well then. Opie can yeah, speak know. firsthand about the, the smoke and mirrors as as can i that go on in radio I, I i i remember at the end of pure rock q104 uh people would always yell for these bands that they wouldn't play heavy stuff i did the last ever shift of that format before it flipped and the guys coming in came into me i'll never forget i'm on the air 710 and they go hey listen you, there's probably a lot of records you always wanted to play the people called that you never played right i said yeah go for it play it Cool song, Breaking Out Slayer and Metallica, I'm playing all this stuff. And they're taking calls back in the production studio, and the calls and the people are going, this is exactly what I was wanted from this station. It's about time you did this. What those callers didn't know was three hours later at midnight, the station was flipping to classic hits. Ugh. Okay? And oh, <laughs> they <laughs> took... <laughs> but oh, they oh, took no, the they calls! Did. Yes! Oh, no! Where it was going. Oh, my God, no! Oh, we knew where it was no. going. No shit! So the, did they, so the guy screaming, oh. this this is what I always wanted, into Slayer, they took his call and cut it into Moody Blues, Nights and oh. White Sound. Oh, Jesus. My. Did, so did they set you up? I didn't know they were recording it. No, they just cut I me know, out. I know, I know that, but I'm starting to think they set you up uh, ahead of time. It, maybe it's an old radio trick. Yeah, did they really know no, that I people was, would call in and go crazy, and then they, they could use it oh, for the yeah. other thing? They, and, they, and they and I was fired. Premeditated is what he's asking. No, I was fired. I yeah. was told it was the last shit. No, they sure. no I got they, that. Yeah, the, yeah, we get all that, but I think they knew ahead of time. Like, what would really get people excited tonight? Where we could get some unbelievable phone calls? Oh yeah. 
and take, then, take Eddie off the leash right. and have everybody call in and then we'll, and then we'll the steal calls. the shit and right, put it right, on, right. you know, fucking minute work. Oh, radio's dirty. So I'm driving home. <laughs> oh, it's dirty. I'm driving home to hear what the new station sounds like and I'm hearing callers. And you know it's the call, it's, they call for you. cut into, like, you know, minute work songs <laughs> right. that were really piped up because I was playing Slayer. Right. Oh, God. What about the, the K-Rock thing? When K-Rock started in New York, you know, it was an institution in L.A., so you had every celebrity and every rock star calling and doing IDs for the K-Rock in L.A. When they started the New York K-Rock, they... They hauled all that. The Iraq is not in. They hauled all that shit in to make it sound like, look how amazing this station is. Oh, you I got, didn't know that. You yeah. got all these A-listers and rock stars already saying how fucking kick-ass this radio and station just is. There was another one. But it was literally like 10 years of them getting these IDs out there in L.A. Right, Eric? Oh, yep. Dirty. This <laughs> shit is dirty. KROQ in LA, and then it, uh, they couldn't get a K, so the call letters close to K Rock out in New York, so they just branded it K Rock. Right. And yeah, they took all the, uh, the uh, celebrity IDs and liners from like Kevin and Bean and and the rest of the station and just recut it for New York. This is why I love when I'll never forget when Opie and Anthony started at NEW and I was there already, and I remember Gary Wall coming down the hall and saying to me, he goes. Yeah, we got these guys coming in. I, I think you guys are going to get along. I think you're going to like them because th- he knew that I was totally not down with all the hypocrisy and bullshit <laughs> of radio, right? And I will ne- one of my favorite things, one of my favorite moments with that guy ever was, was when Opie and Anthony were on the air and remember they, remember we used to have to play music in your show. We oh, yeah, always yeah. had to play songs, right? Yeah. And I'm down by the copier all the way at the end of the hall at NEW and it was always like, okay, we're, we're playing Everclear into Kenny Wayne Shepherd into this into that. We had a, can I interrupt you? And I apologize. We had to play all the songs, no one, uh, the music that no one gave a shit because we were fitting in between. Um, I'm trying to remember Carol uh, and uh, Scott. Or no, no we, but two other radio stations. We couldn't play alternative right. rock because K Rock had it. And what other station they have that was playing the rock? So we had to fit right in the middle. So it was all these weird records. Like, no offense, but like Third Eye Blind was right. a massive record for you our You had Q104 at that time. No, but, yeah, but they didn't own that. No, it was one they owned. Oh. So they didn't want us playing rock songs that everyone liked and, and tested well, or the new rock or alternative rock. Because so, Kingston would go crazy. So we had to play like Sheryl Crow and, uh, like you said, Kenny Wayne. Sheryl, Sheryl, Sheryl Crow came in and somebody said something about her haircut. One of you guys like, what'd you do to your hair? You, she I, got all pissed off. I told her she had a small head. <laughs> but my, my favorite things there's monitors you know you could hear the station all the way down the hall right and i'm down by like they're opie's playing all this stuff around right. the bits that they're doing right and i'm standing at the copier and i remember and then all of a sudden i will never forget this the monitor speakers above my head are all of a sudden out of nowhere comes Rob Zombie living dead girl. Yeah. And it just cut through everything like unbelievable because those that wasn't on the playlist. Those guys just said fuck it and play it. it. And I saw this program director Vic, he was in the back corner office. The open 30, 10 seconds of the song, and I see the door open, and he's calling ass down the hall. I love those moments. Two security doors, like, boom, bust in. Like it was a big deal. I feel like it was the end of the world. No, I've seen. There you go. Oh, yeah. Living dead girl. Rob Zombie on the only station that really rocks. Um, I I can't hear this song again without ever thinking (laughs) of these guys. What happened, though, Gary was in on it with me and Anthony. Because he was in a tough spot because he had all those legendary jocks that were believing that the the music was still going to get the job done. And this Gary absolutely did not think it, it it was possible anymore. I remember me, but upper management wasn't listening to Gary. 
Me and Anthony were driving home to Long Island. We were about six months into our gig, and we weren't moving the needle. And it was pretty obvious that we were starting to talk in the hallway. And I remember the conversation. I looked at Ann. I go, Ann, we have nothing to fucking lose. Starting tomorrow, we got to start blowing off records and start talking, you know, more. And we did that. And Gary, to his credit, let us fucking do it. And then he he started getting even more balls. And he would tell the music jocks one thing and tell me and Anthony another. He'd go, all right, guys, go in there and fuck it up. Do whatever the fuck you want. I'm with you. But then the music jocks would run down the hall and go, they're playing Rob Zombie, Living Dead Girl. And, and he would go, what? And get make-believe get mad. <laughs> right. And then he would br- drag yeah. us into his office. As soon as the door closed, we'd all be laughing in there like, <laughs> Right. It was the most fucked up time to be in radio. The most fucked up radio station. And then one by one, they left, and we we took over that fucking place. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I swear to God, the last track I was listening to before I left my apartment today was Elvis Costello, Radio. Oh, really? And now hearing you guys talk about this, all these, yeah, all the I lyrics of the radio. song, all the song, the lyrics of the song are ringing more true than yeah. ever. Oh, what year did you start? Yeah. What was your first gig? What year was your first radio gig? Well, I mean, I started in college in the on on, on regular. What was the I first started at C- paid? Sure, I started at CQ one hundred and two, hit music and war in Geneva, New York. What year? Eighty six ish. Okay. 87. So I shut the fuck up, Paul. I still look good. Hey, <laughs> I started in '83, right out of high school. Wow, really? Yeah. So I, you queued up vinyl. You started with oh, records. Oh God, yeah. yeah. Where so you, you had were... to uh, walk around the studio very carefully, or, yep. or something would skip. And if you had a skipping record on the air, that hotline. Look, no more hotlines. How nice is that? A phone dedicated for the program to yell at you, call yeah. and bust <sighs> your fucking. You balls. never wanted to see that <sighs> light flash, man. It was no. never oh. good. Never good. I always wanted to see the boat, as I did comedy and traveled around America, it was always funny to see some jackass running down the hall like you just described. It didn't matter what city I was in. I always enjoyed the local DJ breaking the four man or doing something and then watching some dick in a cubicle come running from somewhere like you've literally started a fire in the fucking studio because you decided to play Rob Zombie. I've always enjoyed that. I mean, there's, I left a fucking car wreck behind me. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) more than one PD had a nervous breakdown because of me and then me and Anthony. But I just knew I knew more than these fucking guys. And it drove me nuts that, I, no. that they were trying to hold us, hold me back and then me and Anthony back. See, the, the, the single... And I don't feel bad about it at all, to be honest with you. But, I mean, Dave Douglas is a classic one in Boston. I mean, that guy was pulling his hair out of his head. He did not know how to control us. My buddy was driving this PD crazy in Cincinnati. And, I, and, I, and at one point, I at one point because I was just sitting there laughing so hardly, and I saw the guy just dejectedly walking away. And I'm like, you know, are you going to just defeat him totally till he quits? And he goes, Henley, his name was Big Buck Naked when he was on the air. His name was goddamn Big Buck Naked. Fuck that son of a bitch. And just, I'm like, okay, you got me with Big Buck Naked. Sure. I mean, if they knew what they were doing, they would be on the air. There's very I learned few, that lesson early on. There's very That's why few it people. drives me nuts to this day with these guys down the sure, fucking hall. I'm with you. Radio, radio, baby. And then, like, you could, they tell me, you got a chip on your shoulder. I'm like, because I know more than you fucking guys. I know I know more. People don't at, at enjoy least, hearing that. At least this part, at least this, at least this. I mean, now with SiriusXM, you know, there's way more to it. But uh, this part of it, I know I know more than I think that. they think you mean overall. What do you mean? <laughs> that you're just telling them that you know more about everything than they've nah, ever encountered. I mean, so but I, mean I, know how to put, I know how to put a radio show Crazy. together uh, way more than they do. The two of y'all, right? Way more than they do. It, it, unless and you, it drives me nuts. You got to sort of listen to them. And, and back to NEW, that guy Gary, that same guy, he was the first guy in New York when I I got into the New York market. When I got into New York, he was the first guy who ever let me do my own show. 
he was the first guy that turned the reins over to me and said, you know what, do your thing. Same deal, Ope. Initially, he gave me a playlist, and with a little bit of a nod going, I know you got to do your thing. So the first show I ever did, I played half of what he picked, and by the second show, there was the the, the minute the printout came out, it went in the garbage. Perfect. And he let me run. But if you don't carve out your own path, and you don't create something in radio, more now so than ever with computers and voice tracking, if you don't carve out something unique that people listen for you, it's not an ego thing. You have to carve out an audience where people listen for you. If you're just back-selling records, you're fucked. Right. Yeah. I, I feel bad because I, I ran into Gary Wall a, a few years ago when we, did. when we were doing the walkover. Yeah. He was just on the corner. What's he and I asked him, like, dude, I got I to gotta ask, what do you think of us? And he goes, indifference. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I was pretty happy that I got indifference because... Yeah. I mean, we went out of me and him, you know, because uh, he I, he was awesome, though. I mean, now reflecting back, I, I really liked Gary Wall a lot. But, you know, we were fighting wars with, like, K-Rock and Howard and everybody else. And uh, and there were times he would just leave and come back with an ice cream cone and walk in like, hey, guys, what's going on? And, and he has no idea that all hell broke loose as soon as he left the building. But is he still in the business? I don't know. That was the last time I saw him, and I was happy that he said indifference because I thought he was going to yeah. say, "I hate you, fucking." He thought guys. he was going to say PTSD. Yeah, because he was run out. Yeah, I was in and a weird that, spot. At he that. was run out. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go, God, go, go, these go. memories are lost. Go ahead. I got to call Ant back now. Uh, <laughs> he needs it. He needs it on this. So. When uh, Gary Wall got fired, that ended our relationship with the one and only Jimmy Kimmel. People don't remember this, oh, but he was tight with Jimmy. He, oh, he was at K Rock or something. Yes, right? and and Gary came from L.A. and and uh, Jimmy Kimmel is a very good friend of his. I'm sure to this day. Oh, right. And Jimmy Kimmel, Gary Walt uh, introduced Jimmy Kimmel to me and Anthony. And this is crazy that, that I'm saying this, but it is the God's honest truth. Jimmy Kimmel did football picks for our, our radio show at NEW on Fridays and Mondays, and he called as a man and said, "Guys, this is the last time I'm going to be on your show because they fired my boy uh, Gary." wall and i respected that actually i'm like i I get it yeah trust me i get it Uh, if gary didn't give me the opportunity to do my own show at new i might not be doing what i'm doing now that's where i became aware of you first yeah i've never seen this picture eric there he is that's jimmy kimmel that's oscar host jimmy kimmel sitting behind the mic there at 102.7 the talk the fm FM talk banners i remember all those plastic banners up all over the place can you, uh, I want to tweet, I mean, you could tweet it out, no problem, but I want to put it on my Instagram, OP Radio. Uh, I, I didn't know we had these pictures, Eric. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta tweet this out and Instagram this out today. Is that Ant on the other side? Yeah, it is. That's, and that's, that's, that's me young, when I used to wear glasses. Young, fresh faced Ant. Yeah, there, look at you with oh, the feathering the of the hair. Players. <laughs> <laughs> look at the, look at the Keith Partridge. That's check, out very the, nice. check out the cart machines. We, we had oh, yeah, cart, we, the old cart machines. We had cart machines till the bitter end. Yeah. People were way past cart I, machines and we couldn't get rid of them. I was a fan though, all the way to the end because I was just used to it. Yeah. What, what are the pictures from that? Is that, those the only two, Eric? Uh, yeah, th- those are it. You have any pictures looking through the glass at the apartment, seeing people take a shower on the other side of the I building? I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I have photos you. of you with celebrities for some reason Me? on the rolls of films, so oh, i got to wow. send those to you. Well, right. at the NEW days? 
Yeah, when Eddie would uh, yeah, have course. guests. Now he was just, for some reason, I have a bunch of following Eddie, Eddie around. Celebrities, My so. show on the weekends on that sh- on that station were like Playboy after hours. You right. never knew who was going to walk I, in, I, I in what state, and That's what condition. We said the other day when they were uh, having a Good Friday show, you know it was a good day when uh, O&A would go, and then Ron and Fez would go, and Anthony was still there to do Eddie Trunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Ronnie and Fez, they used to party and, and come oh, yeah. up, and they used to be in there till all hours with me, too. When none of us want to leave, those were the cool days of radio now it's like 601 i'm out the fucking door <laughs> and honestly i hate that it's come down to that at naw we, we had no bosses we had no bosses because they were running from station to station the lunatics ran the asylum and, and it was me and aunt and to ron and fez so Ant stayed way more than i did but i certainly put in my time and then we would we would make it to eddie trunk show from time to time and our our show would end and we all would go in our office and just have a huge party every fucking day yeah. Drinking, smoking, uh, pot, girls getting naked. It was, it was nuts. I that told, was my favorite studio of all time. I've told this story before. The one time, Anthony, it was New Year's Eve, I was on the air, and Anthony comes in and he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, man, he goes, I go, Ant, why don't you go up and count in the New Year's? Because if you look down the 7th Avenue, you could see just about with the turns in the street, you could just about see the, t- the, the, the ball, right? And that was New Year's Eve. So he, so Anthony goes, <laughs> he, Anthony knew some way to go to the top of the building and get to the roof. So nice. he goes, I'm going to call uh-huh. and we'll do the countdown into New Year's Eve. I said, okay, so I go, so all right, Anthony from Opie and Anthony's up on the roof at, uh, at set on, on top of our building. All right, put him on the air. I go, go ahead, Ant, count us down. Anthony does the whole countdown. All right, five, four, three. Happy New Year! Uh! And then we're like, oh, this is pretty cool. Hit some calls. Guy goes, you tool. Don't you for, didn't you forget you're on a 48 second delay? And <laughs> 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 in the new year, like 48 seconds after midnight, by the time people heard it, I was like, oh shit, we didn't ramp out. You didn't, you didn't know how to get on the roof of that building? No. This was, this was uh, before 9-11, and we would just hang out on the roof. And my whole thing was, I was trying to, I wanted to hit a golf ball from the roof to Central Park, <laughs> and I was dead serious about doing it. And then I was I was talked out of. He would have killed somebody. Well, that's what maybe that's what finally uh, got some sense into my head. I'm like, I think I can I think I can take a driver up here and hit a golf ball into Central Park. And then we were figuring out the math of the whole fucking thing. It became a whole thing uh, on the air, off the air, just trying to see if it's even possible. <laughs> Because it was on 57th Street. That's a math problem. It could easily be 57th figured out. 57th Street, and we had to get, uh, you know... Trajectory. I know it's a whole speed. you got to measure it. And you can totally big, figure that out. Between 57 and the park, those are big blocks. I know. Yeah. I don't think you could do it. Oh, you, you're off in the, the no top way. Of my head. Off the top of my head, I've got to go. Well, it's got to be a good fucking swing, you know. first of all. Can you drive it to 300 yards, like the pros? Ah, I know. 250? Uh you know. Break. All right, we got a break. We were supposed to break twenty minutes ago. <laughs> I know. That, good that, seeing means, you. that means we did something good here today. Good Eddie, meeting you, man. That was thanks. wonderful. Thanks for having me, and good to see you. Yeah, good to you see too. You, Vic. Thanks, man. All right, guys. Honestly, and yeah. no pressure, you got to get him on your show. Yeah, he knows music. I used to beg Jameson and and Florentine when I would see him uh, when you guys were doing the the metal the TV thing. show. Yeah, yeah. Well, because the- because I'm like, how good would it be? I like I know a little shit, and just the fact that I'm going to come on and not talk Hank Williams because well, the accent's going to profile with me. With the TV thing, that always had a run. Through the network, all that's those why, guys. That's what Jameson was but always But on my show yeah, here, yeah, yeah. man, just uh, no, I'd love hit to. me up. Sure. Come yeah. sit in anytime. No, I, I've always have comics sitting. Anybody who's into music, but that's the only comic. That's my favorite thing in the world. Comic that knows music. Yeah. All right. He, good. he worked on Outlaw Country for a while. All right. I'll give you my info. I was a VH1 VJ too. Oh, yeah? Absolutely. All right. For a year. 
Yeah, I was probably the one that should have told him that. That's okay. Yeah. When you were talking about that, I should have said yeah, I saved my good brags for the end. Because yeah. <laughs> that's the one he's going to remember. <laughs> Eddie Trunk is on 2 to 4 live on volume 106. Replay 9 to 11 every night. All right, Eddie. Thanks, Thank man. you. Now Thanks, guys. I think we got Who Kid coming back today. Perfect. I'm going to take advantage of that because then he no. leaves yeah, and you'll, travels you'll to Miami the world. or something, right? Uh, so stay there. OB Radio is back. Ah, nice, Eric. Thanks, E. Radio, radio. This is some hot shit right here. What, what is this? Elvis Costello. Oh, okay. I want to bite the hand that feeds me. I want to bite that hand so badly. <laughs> I feel like I need to be in an old school or something. He was in here, Elvis Costello. He's no. one of the greatest people on the planet Earth. He was awesome. Yeah. He was fucking awesome yeah. to listen to. I hope, I, he, I hope he comes back. When I thought I was a cute little DJ making my mixes just for friends, because yeah, yeah. I never was or would be a DJ, but I thought it was cool <laughs> at one time to, uh, I, I did a whole Elvis Elvis where I would switch back and forth between Elvis Presley and Elvis yes, Costello. Well, yeah. oh, I'm like, oh, oh, I'm dancing on the razor's edge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You did a little Love Me Tender type I did a little Love Me Tender into Allison and then a little yeah, Jailhouse yeah, Rock yeah. into Radio and just, yeah, just alternated. Elvis, do Elvis. I was in a, I wasn't a big fan of his music. Elvis Costello? No. The, the hits. I can still be friends with you. Mm. Allison. Uh, Angels want to wear my red shoes. I, I, I like that music. one. God's comic. Let them dangle. Veronica. Uh, Veronica I liked. Every day I write the oh, I like that classic. one. Yeah. Look, oh, I'm, I'm naming a legend. bunch that I did like. No, but he's one of the greatest songwriters of all time. Absolutely. People don't know that. I was playing the uh, the Goodyear. On his first record, one, of the, one song got rejected. And uh, and he was bummed about it. Uh-huh. And then they explained it to him. They're like, "This is a goddamn country song. It does not really go with anything else on the record." <laughs> yeah. And so he started. He sort of understood the argument, but he was pissed because he was the artist and wanted what he wanted yeah. on his debut record. And then they called him back, and they're going, "Well, if this will make you feel any better, that country song, George Jones wants to buy it and Whoa. record it." So he had to take his beating and lose the song. But then George Jones uh, re- recorded "What a Good Year for the Roses," and, wow. and that's a, that's an Elvis song. I didn't that was know a that. big, big, big hit for George. Jones. Right on, man. Absolutely. Is he still banned from Saturday Night Live? Elf for this. Yeah. I don't know, but you know, you know this classic thing. Uh <laughs> In the early first two years of Saturday Night Live, Elvis Costello was supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. He tells them he's going to play this one song, and then they go, and because the show's live, he plays like 10 seconds of the song he's supposed to play, then stops it, waves it off, and goes, I don't give a fuck, I'm playing this, and he plays this song, radio. Yeah, because Lauren had to approve the music, I guess, for rights oh. or whatever. And uh, something in Radio Radio was too risque for television. So he got banned? So he went and played this song when they told him specifically, you cannot You play cannot this do song. it. And he knew it was live, he and he's banned. It's a classic TV. Moment. They always show it down through the years because what? uh, Oh yeah. Why don't we play it? He made everybody super fucking mad because he 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 thought he didn't like the censorship. He didn't want to be controlled. I want to play. I I want to just play it to the changeover. Yeah, because it's the whole thing here. Well, you don't have to play the song, but yeah, push play. Less than zero. He was supposed to play. I don't know. I know. I know. No. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. There's no reason to do this song here. What? Get the fuck out of here. Oh, my God. I love that. He goes, let's do radio. Yeah, he told them. <laughs> he had that English, uh, big English accent. He's Scottish. I think he's Scottish. Scottish. Yeah, okay. Declan. Right. Um, 
Huh? What, what was so risque about radio? I don't well, know. It, Some with the lyrics. Can you look it up? Yeah, though? he says it's it, got to be an easy look up. It's it, he talks about that you can't play what you really want to play on radio, and he's like, uh, they uh, he says they want to he says anesthetize, which is anesthetize is how we say it. Over what is here, that like two guys put you to sleep? I can't say it. Anesthetize when the English said though. Yeah, but it's just it's a whole rant about you know he's banned for twelve years or nearly twelve years, so he did come back eventually. He raises the middle finger too. Yeah, uh, that's that's awesome. I love this guy. That's a legendary moment. Yeah, right on. Good for Elvis Costello. Look at that. Now you don't know. How about uh, do you know that there's a great Costello called uh, McCartney McManus when it's just him and Paul McCartney recording together. That's a hard one to find. I did hear about that. There's a whole bunch of El- you know. But Elvis did, is a goddamn. Elvis was just songs, at the beacon. Any of those songs go anywhere though? What do you mean with uh, McCartney? I don't think so. No. Huh? What? You, know, you would think that that yeah, yeah, you hook up, but no. Right. We're just getting over the Bernard Hopkins thing from yesterday. They still? Yeah. Fuck him, you know. You're you're over it with the hummus and no, the. I called his manager today. I cursed him out. Were you mad? Crazy. <laughs> you were mad. I'm go stick his finger in his ass. Put the kumquat. Did you tell him to lube yeah. it up with some hummus and then put, put some kumquats in his ass. Dribble in his ass. Fucking faggot. You know, the white guy came out of me. I never had no fucking guy walk out of my interview. So, you know, and a guy that I don't, you know, I don't know. I've had my He didn't walk out. He just didn't he show. Furious. He was furious. He was mad. He didn't get no food. Oh, he was mad. Yeah. So he <clears> said, I'm, uh, he was making a point. I got you. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's very, I don't know. Maybe forthright. It, yeah. He's, 50, yeah. He's 51, huh? He, he's, he's older I'm older. Than he no, no, I'm older than he is. No, you're not. I'm 73. Oh, he's, he's going to be, <laughs> he's going to be 52 very soon. That's crazy. He's going to be 52 in like two months. Isn't it illegal to fight at the age? He looked great. He looked in great shape. The fuck is he taking? Did he talk about that? Did he take like drugs or water? I don't think he could do any of that. Did shit. you Did you see the fifty three year old dude playing football for South Carolina State? What? Yeah, yeah. yeah with mm-hmm. his son. Yep. Yeah, just, that was a great story. That just that what division is that? He was like, like South, the, the uh, last one to do that. Yeah, <laughs> ever. <laughs> <laughs> the there, well, there was an old dude that tried to play at Kutztown years ago, uh, and he did yeah. play. But so, then this guy, Joe Thomas Senior, fifty five, he played. He he walked on four years ago when his son joined the team. It's crazy. He's a running back? Yes. Yep. Holy hey, shit. Hey, so he's been waiting for four years to get his Rudy moment, and he fucking got it last weekend, I think. And how did he or do? He's got one carry for three yards. And uh, then they carried him off. No, no, he walked off structure. under his own power. No, he, he's totally fine. He's but it's, totally fine. it's a great story, yeah. You like those stories? Sure, why not? Are you a fan when they put the handicapped kid in? And he then wasn't everyone... a handicapped. He was a guy that turned down a scholarship yeah. and got a chance. So, you know, 30 years later, he gets to go back and but I, finish But I'm sure they let him get the three yards is my point. I think, no, well, you know, the guy that hit him didn't look like he was trying to let him get three yards. <laughs> oh, he looks like a boxer from the 70s, man. So, right? It was a cool story. Look at his head. <laughs> look at his head. <laughs> <laughs> his head looks like a football. It looks like leather, right? <laughs> but there he goes, right there. That was him? That was yeah. him. You would never th- know that was a 55-year-old guy that you just saw that run that play, which you didn't see because it's radio. But you should, I'm telling you. Holy the, fuck. Look All up, right, respect. Look up the old dude linebacker from Kutztown State because he looked even mm. more like he would rip your fucking head off. And right. I don't think this was a Rudy situation. <laughs> I think this dude was playing. Really? But this might be 14, mm. 15 years back. But... uh all it's right. a, it's an old guy. He's he was in his I thought he was in his 50s, but he actually played the whole year. He was starting and playing a lot. Right. Is my original old dude story. You're 70. Is it is it too late for you to have a six-pack? 
Nah, yeah, I've given up. No, I'm a, I'm a D cup. There's <laughs> <laughs> the phrase ten pounds of shit in a nine pound bag yeah, mean anything to you? <laughs> you know, you've you never been interested to like switch your body up so you can look no, like a no, young no, like six pack no, looking motherfucker. No, mm. my two brothers play football and they're in great shape, and oh, I, I'm okay. the reader in the family. <laughs> We've covered all this. Oh, shit. <laughs> Harry Potter, motherfucker. <laughs> <over this. laughs> exactly. Yes, we did do uh, bits called Cooking with Bernard Hopkins, Cooking Tips While in Prison. That's right. He, he told us how to make a microwave back in the day. In jail. Yes. What the fuck you do? Put two wires together? A homemade microwave. I don't remember so anymore. Grill, uh, grilled cheese sandwiches in his room. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a microwave or... I think he made a microwave. Uh, I can see what the hell? Yeah, go look. What did you do when you were in jail? Uh, I was in such a book. I didn't go that deep. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I was just taking just, a shot. You just I, was just, I didn't know you actually had a story. I, I was you just didn't go going, that deep. You just had to lick the head. Yeah, I, I had a good Jewish lawyer. <laughs> I yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I ain't gonna front. I did not take a shit in jail, and I refused to take off my pants. Like you know, you know, I was nervous on the first time, but it, I kept going back. Is it really the toilet's really just right there? Yeah, but they just shit the in front of you. Like that's just oh, crazy. they would shit in front of you. I heard most they do shit in front of you. Wow, I think I would have to shit. <laughs> I can't hold it in, man. When it's got to go, it's got to go. What are you gonna do? And then they give you like an apple, milk, right? And bologna, like some old age bologna. Mm. But I, I thought I was going to get pancakes or something because, you know, they respect the inmate or something. Yeah. Cause I ain't go to the big house yet. So I thought I was going to get We got, we got hot cakes and sausage from McDonald's once when I was in there. When you were locked up. But you, we, you, we you were really, locked up? Yeah, oh, just, you know, a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> get the hell out of here. <laughs> just muffled. <laughs> wow. Would you like to share yeah. with the room, Mr. Henley? So, no, you Holy know, wrong place, shit. wrong time, hanging out with the wrong people. Yeah. You know, they let us go each time. What'd you do? Headbutt somebody? Yeah, well, you know, I let, I let my friend out of a cop car and then he got away and they got me. Holy shit. Oh, they were so, taking your friend away. Yeah, and I unlocked, I ran around the car. We were in Florida on a spring break situation and, and we went, my friends and I went walking by because we had wow. gotten separated from our group and we saw two dudes we knew that they had just thrown in the back of the car. Mm-hmm. And, um, as we saw them going around to get, get more people and we realized the car was between us. My crazy friend Norton, uh, goes, look, we can just let these fuckers out right now. And we popped the latch on the back and let, cause you can't open from the inside, obviously. The and they came running out on our side and we all went running down in one direction and I was the goddamn slow fucker and got oh. caught. Were you the and only so, one they got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. So they. You know, so I, you spend the night. You spend the night in Fort Lauderdale or whatever Broward right. County. It wouldn't Broward, maybe whatever Lauderdale is. Right. Hot cakes and sausage. But they, yeah, they brought everybody, and because I'm like, wow, hot cakes and sausage. And another dude sitting there, <laughs> another dude sitting there in the orange jumpsuit goes, "It's Happy Meals at lunch." <laughs> so this particular jail had just catered McDonald's. It wasn't a fucking apple and a milk and a grilled cheese. Right on. It was something from the McDonald's, you know, value. Oh, menu. that is funny. I'm just that's I'm, a, that's a better meal than what you were going to get. I was ecstatic. Hotcakes and sausages from McDonald's. We went know? down there with no fucking money, man. So that would have been a nice meal for us. <laughs> Very happy. Very happy. I, I, I got a uh, billy club to my gut, and I learned my lesson quick. Ouch. Yeah. 
Fort Lauderdale, spring Oof. break, Oof. crazy crowd. So I decided to go on the street and run because I was, I, it's so many years ago, but I was trying, I guess, meet up with friends or to a bar or something. Mm-hmm. Female cop goes, on the sidewalk. I go, yeah, yeah. I'm just a <laughs> snotty 19-year-old kid who thinks he knows better, right? See ya. She took this billy club <laughs> to my fucking ribs, and no. boy, did I learn quick. <laughs> she didn't re- no arrest, none of that shit, but one good jab to the fucking ribs. Wake up, bitch. I went down. Yeah. I lost my wind, and I'm nah. like, oh, okay, they don't fucking play. There's a big, fat white cop. I was just a dick from Long Island. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I had, I had I, I'm lucky she didn't no. hit me over the fucking yeah. head. Oh, I, 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 I got out of it easy. I, I did. I fucked up. I did, yeah, yeah, rent-a-cop one night outside of a bar on the south side of Birmingham, and it's it was over. not a rent-a-cop. It was a cop on goddamn duty. And the same thing, night stick to the throat. <laughs> I can't even. I'm two feet off the ground. I'm Mm. Yeah, sorry, sir. I apologize. Sorry, my bad. Oh, I did that to a wrestler too up in Boston. I did the whole uh, yeah, yeah. Fuck you, this is fake. And I got choked out. Do you remember when Eric? Look, Eric runs to the mic. He remembers this one. We found that video. Did you really? Yeah, it was Stevie Richards. Stevie Richards. I was. I was. I'm not even gonna. I mean, you were knocked out. I was scared shit. Do you remember when Hulk Hogan dropped Belzer on his head? That was the original right. one of those on I television. I would have to ask Ant, or is it on the video? I don't remember, but I was like being a, a, another time I was being a dick, and man, he he goes, "Oh, really? What sleeper? He, sleeper? Uh, <laughs> he he lifted me up by my fucking neck, and I I was not bre- here. It is here. It is. Oh God, here well, it is. It's on video. Here it is. Yeah, you don't. Ooh, here real, it is. Rewind to start again. There we go. Here oh, that's is. a real shove. Yeah, and yeah, I got my glasses. Oh, look at your little Bono, your, the Bono fly sunglasses oh. that you're wearing. Oh, yeah. He, I remember that YouTube tour. Yo, you, you get, you uh, and Anthony's, up, <laughs> Anthony's <laughs> trying to help you. Look. Anthony oh, stop. Ant's on his fucking back. Oh. Dude, I... Look, oh, shit. Because I remember I was on video, so I was trying to play it cool. I, I am here to tell you I was scared shitless. No, he and I was not him. fucking breathing. He was squeezing my windpipe like with it. his thumbs. He no. got so fucking yeah. mad. Ant's not dicking around either. Look no, at Ant. no, no, Ant's no. really trying to help you. Yeah, no, it was not. Ant is like humping him. Is there video to this? <laughs> on his back. I mean, uh, Ant's audio. like a five-year-old climbing on daddy. That's what it looks like. <laughs> huh? Right. It, it looks- There's audio? Yeah. Oh, let me hear the audio of this. Oh, oh my God. Hey, 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 sir, you get off of him. You get off of him. He's my partner. <laughs> He's my radio partner. He's my partner. And then pause. He's my radio partner. I smiled I think we were experiencing a moment. I smiled for the first second. And then I'm like, oh my god, this is really, this man is killing really me. fucking uncomfortable. He could have killed your ass. Yeah, he was pissed off. I don't remember exactly what I said, but uh, we'll put it on the YouTube. Yeah, we'll put it on the YouTube. I come in here every day and learn that you were just a real mean person in another life. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I was kidding, but <sighs> you could have died. Some therapy, and, you know, <laughs> like you, finding, you, uh, you really could have died right there, dude. I was scared. I would love to play it differently for the people. I was fucking scared. You never saw At first, her... I'm like, ha, ha, ha. You see my glasses yeah. just going, and he was pissed off. You what? never saw Belzer get dropped on his head by Hulk Hogan? He looked like Elton John. Look at that. I wish I remember what I said. 
I don't know. It might have been part of the TV show up there. I don't know. <laughs> it looked like shit. Wait, show, him the, show him the like show him John how, right you, there. <laughs> you see Belzer, E-E-R. Belzer's eyes roll back in his head. Yeah, oh, Belzer yeah. got his ass handed to him by Hulk Hogan. Oh, shit. Get this is the first here. famous one. This is way back in like 84. Yeah, because people really thought wrestling was uh, truly fake, but yeah. didn't realize that these guys absolutely take real bumps during the whole and process. And Belzer was talking shit, and right. Hulk Hogan gave him a little dose of reality. Oh, he took him out. That's not fake. Well, everyone's laughing because they think Belzer's playing. Yes. But he's out cold on his Gone. own fucking stage. That's not fake. Now he it. starts to wake up right here. Oh, oh my God. Oh, shit. Look at Mr. Why is my audio playing over Belzer? There you go. We'll be right back after this word from you know who. We'll be right back. Yeah. On his own fucking stage. <laughs> He was not allowed to talk about it for like two years. There was a lawsuit going on. It was a whole big thing. He certainly did. Of course. I mean, how do you not win that one? Oh. But it was weird. I was working with him down in Atlanta literally a month after this happened, and everyone, if you think like between social media and all the access we have now, well, he couldn't get into his act because everybody saw this, and so they don't want to see him do fucking Mick Jagger impression for 45 minutes. They want to know, did Hulk Hogan really drop you on your goddamn head? Right. And what happened? The whole week, he just had to stand on stage and deflect questions because he was not allowed to discuss it because he was going to win the lawsuit. That's pretty cocky of Hogan, knowing that, you know, Bells was going to be okay. I know it's like one of those sleeper holes, but <laughs> still, what the I, what the fuck? I'm telling. And then everyone's laughing because they, you know, Bell's oh, is a comic, uh-huh, so they're like, "Oh, yeah, Bell's uh-huh, is playing uh-huh, into it." No, his head busted open. He's really bleeding. Oh, he was bleeding too. That's yeah, right. He right, right, right. Head, that's when the, the, yeah. the real proof was. Oh no, he fucking all dead the blood in the back of his uh, yeah, coat. Yeah, I forgot about the blood. That's like a sack of potatoes, baby. He slammed his head down. He could have died, man. You hit your noggin too hard like that. What? We lose a, a few a year here in New York City. Someone falls on a curb, and that's it. Anyway, a, a couple, uh, well, at least this before we go. Did you hear about Tinder for air travel? Who, kid? You travel a lot. Yeah, I fly all the time. There's Tinder now. You could, like, bang a chick in the sky. You've heard. Yeah. It's uh, it sets up mile high hookups. Literally, yeah. so it's like fake if news. Fake <laughs> news is everything these days. No, nah, it's real. You've heard of this? Right? I mean, I didn't join it yet, but I'm planning to. <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> Instead of the beverage cart coming down the aisle, it's going to be a different kind of. We're going to have a condom and lube <laughs> cart. <laughs> Benoit balls, anybody? Pretzels, Benoit balls. I, I ain't gonna run out of all the shit that I've done. I've never did anything like in the sky. I never got head. Never did nothing. Like really? Mm. Not even anything. Not with my wife. Nothing. It, I mean, I don't want to fuck my wife anyway, but I've never did anything in the sky. Not even to throw the blanket over your crotch and have a little handy. Nothing. I mean, but doesn't that, doesn't the idea sound just stupid? The mile high club. Who gives a fuck? But how does it feel when you come I, high in the it, sky? Though it's no different. I would think. Eric, you know how does it feel to come in the sky? <laughs> <laughs> he, gets to the, I don't know. he looked like he came in the sky. I don't know. Uh, t- let me read. Like, Sorry, man. Let me re- it's just three sentences, really, but this is pretty unbelievable. A yeah. uh, new dating app functions like Tinder in the sky, connecting air travelers for in-flight flirting and possible mile-high uh, hookups. The free app Air Dates, it's called, encourages mm-hmm. flyers to post their itineraries before trips so they can meet up with potential lovers mid-air. Users check in at the airport, chat using a special internet free connection and then search for love uh i'm looking for a girl on a plane who has things in common with me like movies said philippe 22 of brazil who was flying to his home country tuesday i talked to the girl say hey how are you why are you traveling 
We'd see where it goes and head to the bathroom, he said. Because they're so roomy. Oh, this guy's a romantic. The app hasn't <laughs> really taken off yet in the Big Apple. Only three people were logged in when the Post tested it uh, tested out Tuesday. But isn't, it, isn't it illegal to fuck in the sky where you get yes. locked up? Yep. Yeah, you go to jail. You get it's the old fucking in public yeah. scenario. They're what, always in the bathroom? Get, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're in public. If I get hit at the seat. Yeah, I could get locked yeah, up. It's the that. same. Yeah, if you're fucking in the bathroom on the plane or fucking yeah, in your seat would, of the plane, I would assume most stewardesses don't want to deal with that shit. So they probably, unless it's so obvious, they're going to leave you the fuck alone. No, they're going to tell you to stop doing that. If they're going to tell no, me to not. raise my window shade, then I know they're going to say, "Hey, put your dick away." It's not a stretch. Can I try to recover a little? <laughs> a little. You're right. Sorry. You're right. I got to recover a little though. You're 100 percent right. But I don't. I mean. Like not when they land, calling the authorities and really making a big fucking deal. Yeah. All right, whatever. Isn't that equal? Like having, it's like having a bomb on a flight. You know, you can't really scare people and stuff like that. You can't do that. What? Seeing a couple go at it scares you? Like people banging like next to you? Oh, man, I'm watching. Where's well, the weird, I'm where's the, by that shit. Where's the, I'm with him. Where's the weirdest place you've ever <laughs> seen? I'm with him. Well, if, if, I'm, if I'm walking along in life and somebody has decided to fuck in front I'm of me watching. in a non-porn theater situation, I'm watching. then I'm, yeah, exactly. I mean, the weirdest place was... I was going to say, you've seen, not, not counting your no, shows, because I'm sure you've seen some shit of your my shows. shows. It was yeah. random. I had to get a book in the library for marijuana, because I had a photo of marijuana, yeah. and these these college kids was like banging under the table in the library. See? Yeah. But I'm reading the book, like, and I can hear it, like, but then I did just moaning. Then I screamed. Did you check it out? I didn't want to go, like, really look under No, you can't be, you can't look like a pervert. Yeah, but. And I it, say look like a pervert, because I think if you're into this, you might be a little pervy, but you don't want to look like one, so but, you, you try to look uh, with a little respect. The thing that was weird is both their legs were sticking out, and right. both their jeans were down. So that's the only thing I saw, and a lot of weird moaning. Like, yeah. all right. you could see the jeans all the way down. Here in New York? Yeah. My favorite one out on Long Island, I used to do a lot of inline skating at these parks. Mm -hmm. And wait, I, wait, 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 wait. You just said, <laughs> is that bad? Go ahead. No, I'm just pretending I'm Florentine for a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, I forgot the name of the park, but there's one on Long Island. It's a really nice bike path and inline skaters, joggers, all that. But so, you know, I, I would pull in and then I would, I would put, a, put on my inline skates and I noticed that this couple's going at it in a van, mm -hmm. but they're sort of far away and I'm looking. I'm like, holy fuck, I got to get a closer look at this shit. Get the fuck so I get back here. in my car. I kind of circle the lot, try to make believe it's cool, and I'm just getting into a spot that happens to be a little closer to the van. So now I'm pretty damn close. And now Ooh, I'm shit. really watching this couple go at it. And I'm like, this rocks. All of a sudden, <laughs> someone's banging on my window. And it's a, it's an old guy, and he goes, he goes, hey, you're rooting it for the rest of us. <laughs> True story. True fucking Hilarious. story all the way. He was so fucking pissed, because I guess everyone else was keeping their distance. You kept creeping up. And I'm like, fuck, I, I need a, a I'm not going to park right next to him, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get closer. But, man, I got too close, and this guy was not having any. Like, you're rooting it for the rest of us. So the whole parking lot, I guess, was in on this, or a bunch of other people. Get them. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Who kid, man? We still got to do a whole show with him. We've cut him short here at the last 15 minutes. Are you around tomorrow? In a couple of weeks. I'm not. I, he I, is. I, I think I'm around tomorrow. Maybe I can talk about me coming into a terrorist shoe. Yeah, let's do it. And that's a real story. Ooh. Uh, are, we gonna get are you out tomorrow? Chris is coming in. You don't I don't know if he is. I don't think he needs He's got tomorrow. some things. 
If we'll he, I'll come back if he'll come back. I'll come back tomorrow. I have to be here tomorrow. All right, we'll figure it all out after the show. Who kid? What do you got, buddy? Trying to kidnap Willie Nelson from our Christmas show, so that's why I came today. Set it up. So I got Willie Nelson. Sweet. Yeah. Wait, you, you're talking to Willie Nelson? He's always been on my show. He does it every year. God, we talked to him 15 years ago. He was amazing. Are you kidding me? What? 15 years? You don't have him every year? <laughs> no. He has a He's awesome. Oh, does he still bring the guitar with the hole in it? Oh, uh, no. He's just looking old as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> He's always looked old as fuck. I know. <laughs> All right. Who kid might be back? All right, Eric. Uh, Vic, we're running out of show. <laughs> Uh, uh, at Vic Henley on Twitter and VicHenley.com. And I have dates in January and February. They're all on the calendar on the website. All right. I'm plugging uh, the YouTube channel, Opie Radio. I talked to Ann today, so we'll put that video up. Everybody and then me Instagram, getting right? choked out. The haters will love that one. So make sure you check my YouTube channel later. You know my oh, Instagram, you're going to enjoy that one. You know and we also have some very funny Bernard Hopkins videos up there. Fuck him. Opie Radio on the old YouTube. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Opie loses. <laughs> Opie Radio is now over for now. Over? Roger. Over.